Hey boomers, welcome to our second movie review special. This is all about the new Sonic film aggravatingly known as Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and straight away let me tell you that there's no further spoiler warning than this intro. We will be covering all the film's secrets in this free-flowing conversation so if you don't want to know, now's the time to switch us off until you've seen it. The next thing to note is that yes, this episode is longer than the film. Well, we were having a lovely chat, but also I've done far less editing than usual on this one because I wanted to release it as soon as I possibly could while the film's still fresh. God, it feels like we only just did the last one of these, doesn't it? But can you believe that back then we hadn't even started covering the Sonic Terminator in the podcast or our faces in public places, so it's high time for a sequel. And high times were had watching it. Enjoy! Hey, boomers! It's a special episode this week. Uh, mm-hmm. No, it's... It's not really Sonic the Comic the Podcast, is it? Sonic the Comic the Podcast, the movie, the sequel. <laughs> yes, that's right, yeah. I think those are in the wrong order. Sonic the Movie the Podcast. No, no, no. the, the last one was the podcast, called... The movie. The last one was called Sonic the Comic the Podcast, the movie, so this is oh, God, gonna be sequel. Sonic the Comic the Podcast, the sequel, the movie, the... Sonic, Sonic 2... Sonic 2... Sonic, Sonic 2... film was... Fine. No, I liked it. I like this one. <laughs> you liked the last yeah. one too, but in spite of yourself. You fought yourself, but you did ultimately like it. Yeah, that that's yeah. true. I basically I liked it and was affronted by what I'd been given to like. And that's that's not the case this one. Let's get some intros done and then we can start talking about it properly. We're the humans who think we're in charge. Uh, I'm Dave Vollmer. I'm Chris McFeeling. And I am Jahan Ranasing. You may On know loan. me from well, if you only listen to this. Sonic the Comic the Podcast, you may know me from two years ago yeah. when I gate crashed the podcast about the previous movie. It is bananas that that was like two years. Two that, year, I yes. I don't understand how there's been time for them to make another film in the meantime since we did that in this room then. <laughs> it is weird. Like, yeah. And yeah, it's it, the, like time is hard to measure because yeah. when the last movie came out, Morbius was still just about to come out. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, who's to say what time is anymore? Yeah. Anyway, so I'm Jahan. I am Dave's co-host from his other, less successful podcast, Serious Disney, <laughs> which is about... Why would that be? <laughs> which is about Disney movies and so forth. I am sort of the designated person who comes in and speaks whenever there's a movie, yeah. I guess, yeah, because that's much. my specialism, and mm-hmm. the two worlds are colliding, and... Once again. Here I am, and I'm disappointed that neither of you has have screamed, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine, I will let that slide. I will let that slight slide. Um, but yeah, this is very enjoyable for me, because I listen to the STCTP podcast every week, oh. every two weeks, loyally, and yes. you know how when you listen to podcasts, you sort of like develop like kind of a parasocial yes. relationship with the host <laughs> and you think you're their friends, that they're your friends and that, you know, you know them, but you actually don't know them. Here, yeah. this is a podcast Except where I actually case. do know mm. the host and then sometimes I can just be on the show. So yeah. I'm living the dream. Yeah, that's... Yeah, dream high. Yeah. <laughs> Dreaming big. I mean, that's the case with a lot of our guests who have been on. <laughs> are we, are we high-fiving? If you like. Yes, yeah, I would like. Sweet, See, yeah. I'm, I'm high-fiving the host of one of my favourite podcasts. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> I'm, I'm the audience insert character here. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> you are. I'm are James, James Marsden. <laughs> anyway, I've introduced myself. I feel like that was sufficient, yes. Yes. Um... And we've been to see Sonic the Hedgehog 2. 
We have! These two are just in the door from it. I saw yeah. it last night. Yeah, yes. yeah, we've just come home from it. I wonder if we're going to have to start calling it, like, Sonic 2 22. You know, like Sonic 06? Because oh, there are so yeah. many things just called Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. 2, yeah. we've had Sonic, Sonic 2 the movie. You just call it the movie. Yes. Sonic 2 the movie. That's not satisfying to me. I want to call it Sonic Movie 2 or something. No, yeah. Yeah, or that. You it doesn't have to be Sonic 2 the movie. That's weird, though, because it makes you think it's a movie about the game Sonic 2, which <laughs> it isn't. When did they it's stop calling not, not. adaptations of things the movie? The movie, yeah. I like There's about that. as much pulled from Sonic 2 as there is from Sonic 3, really, isn't there? It was when the art form was perspective, yeah. of course, with Santa Claus, the movie. Never needed to be done again. <laughs> yes, there was. It was just about as much, really. Yes. And, yeah, so like uh, Dave says, we are, or Chris said, like someone just said, yeah. we have essentially just tumbled through the door, yeah. uh, having got back from a screening of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Yep. And the movie. the movie, um, the podcast, and we're here to talk about broadly the fact that we all really liked it. I think. Well, yeah, Dave and I yeah. really liked really it. Really liked it, Chris. Um, how about yourself? Um, broad strokes, I came away from the cinema having enjoyed myself. Mm-hmm. Halfway through the film, I did not think that was going to be the case. Yeah, <laughs> basically speaking, like Knuckles and Tails, both really good. Great third act, full of all the stuff you've come to the cinema to see. Rest of the film really struggles, I thought, to balance the demands of being a Sonic film and actually being a Sonic film with being a live-action film. Back when we talked about the first film, I said at some point that I felt like I hadn't watched a Sonic film. I'd watched a film with Sonic in it. And I wasn't sure if that made any sense at the time. Oh, it did. But I've seen a lot of people independently voicing a similar sentiment in the two years since. It was just a family adventure movie that had Sonic in it. Whereas this was a movie that was actually about Sonic and his world and about stuff from Sonic. We sort of workshopped a potential sequel idea two years ago. And we didn't get close at all. (laughs) There were elements, because, but... Well, the elements were there. Yeah, but that's the obvious elements you would include. True. You'd include Knuckles and you'd include the Emeralds. But I feel like that's because when we were coming up with the idea for a sequel, which is the humans go to Sonic's world, we were trying to strike the same balance. Yes. But flipped. Yeah. The same ugly compromises. <laughs> yes, essentially, yes. Yeah. Um, whereas this doesn't strike the balance it takes the sonic characters and it takes them over here and it sends them off on the bit of the movie you want to watch Mm -hmm. and it takes the human characters and it sets them over here in the stuff that will make a great 90 minute fan edit when it's all removed (laughs) (laughs) now i was in a i was in a better position with this film i think than i was with the last one because chris you had warned me last night that like there was a part where you were like, Dave, you might want to walk out by the <laughs> middle. Stick with it because the end is good. I think because of that, I was like so steeled against it that I kind of didn't mind that bit. Um, that was kind of my plan. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it I had the same experience because I saw your review on Twitter and I was like, okay, expectations managed. And then I came out of it feeling like, what was Chris moaning about? That was fine. <laughs> well, I'll tell you why. is because like what I did appreciate was that there was a right. There was a feel to this film where, when it was doing the same stuff that I didn't like in the first one, now mm. it was with this air of like, almost like me being in on the joke. Because do you remember this stuff we from the Sonic movie? It was almost like poking fun at its own, as it were. And then when it came to things like um, the wedding scene, they did keep tying it in with what was going on with Sonic. So like at the point where you know, quite early on, you realise, oh. 
the rings are going to get mixed up. And, yeah. and at that point, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, then that does kind of justify having a human wedding be in this film, is for something to go wrong with the all-important ring. Now, I now realise that the only reason it was an all-important ring was to get the humans back home again. <laughs> yeah. So James um, Marsden could be in it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, actually, uh, there will be quite a good fan cut <laughs> yeah, from you. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, like... Again, the only frame of reference I find myself having is with Transformers and Jahan, you'll know what I'm talking about. We've, we've, we had this discussion yeah. with the first one. It's like, it's a live action film. Yeah. It was never, ever going to be a movie all about CGI Sonic characters. Yeah. It, Otherwise, it would have been a cartoon. Yeah, an animated film, yeah. It was an animated film. Yeah. And yeah. there wouldn't be anything wrong with that, but it wouldn't be this and it wouldn't be what they're trying to make. Um but whereas I go into a Transformers story, for example, expecting a human involvement, yeah. especially in live action, where Transformers are inherently of the human world because they turn into cars, Sonic is not inherently of the human world, and I don't go into a Sonic story expecting that to be a part of the story. And it's just so clear to me, just watching this film, that this film wanted to be yeah. the CGI cartoon yeah. Sonic Adventure story, but had to compromise itself by by yeah. finding corners to squeeze the humans into. Whereas yeah. the first movie was built from the ground up with a view to, to just being one of those family adventure CGI animal movies, whereas this one just couldn't get quite come together for me. I did think that this one veered... Because what I would want, if, if I had the ability to just make up how these things work, I would go, the live-action stuff is all... That's Robotnik and his lackey and anyone who happens to be around them that's where you get the live action stuff and then mm-hmm. sonic can be you know in, in in my ideal version of it sonic can just be in mobius or whatever um i thought this film made a lot of concessions to that like i really felt like he robotnik was the main human content in this. yeah 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 even though they had that big digression in the middle i know i guess they must have just cut away from it more times than i was expecting them to do away from what um well I'd got it into my head that what it was going to be was that the first chunk of the film would be Sonic stuff and the humans go away on this holiday. And then you get in the middle a big bit that's just the humans on holiday and having the wedding. And then at the end you get Sonic. And had I chosen to walk out, had I been annoyed (laughs) enough that I was going to leave, they didn't really give me an opportunity because they did keep cutting back to Sonic. So I was like, I don't think they really overloaded it too much. It it was just that one bit, wasn't it? Yeah, the the bit the bit that for me where where I was like, mm, mm. come on, was the uh, was was after the Bryn brought back to the wedding with the ring and everything, uh, whenever Gun have him locked up, and then I got to sit through ten or fifteen minutes of that shit with the sister and the husband. That was really weird because was, the sister. I'm, that was actively bad. I'm led to believe the sister was in the first <laughs> film. I don't remember her, but she I believe was, it. She was. Yeah, but she wasn't a very key main character and for her to get the focus in this one so strongly it was odd the fact is uh, and there isn't even a little coda or anything with those characters yeah no i know i was so irrelevant to the whole thing yeah so if you're talking fan edit you just take all that out the majority of those earlier scenes of James Marsden playing volleyball with the the brother-in-law. That was the most irrelevant. No, with that said, though, with that said, look, I agree with, like, basically everything you're saying here, but even there, they did that volleyball scene, and I was like, what is this? Why is there just this... Why have we cut away from Sonic and Knuckles and Tails to this random sweaty volleyball scene? 
But then it was like, they brought it back by like having James Marsden go off and speak to his wife and be like, oh, look, like this, like, this guy has friends. Sonic should have friends. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I wish Sonic would have a crew like that. And that's sort of the theme of the film. I feel like that's in the mix already, though. The idea that Sonic doesn't have anybody. You know, he's out there on his own. Well, there was a big worry that when you have the volleyball guys, there was a big yeah. worry that it was all going to be about a, a James Marsden masculinity shaming story. <laughs> and no, it turned out that it's a, these guys are all undercover, like, spy... <laughs> Muscle guy's yeah. story instead, and like, so that actually was set up for something. So that's okay. Yeah, right. Like, here's where I am at with all of this because, <laughs> like, yeah, I agree. I basically agree with everything that has been said so far. Like, I came into this film with slightly guarded expectations, partly because of what you'd said online, Chris, but also just reading reviews. Because the reviews for this film, if you've not seen Mm -hmm. them already, have been mixed, Mm -hmm. really. Like, and I would say that, you know, I think it's on, what, 55 or something on Rotten Tomatoes, which, you know... Oh, it's dropped a bit since I looked. Yeah, so it's... And I think, like, the the, the types of publication who who tend to be rating this lower tend to be the more credible ones, if I'm honest. Like, you know, the more, like, old... You know, the, the, the sort of, like... The kind of the, the cream of the crop prestige reviewers and publications, they're the ones who kind of are coming at this being like, eh, you know, four, five out of ten, I guess it's fine for half term kind of reviews. And yeah. like, looking at it as a film, I don't know that I can strongly disagree with that, but like, oh yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. They're right. You know, I think as a film, yeah, like, divorce any expectation or interest in Sonic I have as a film it's just not as tight as the first one was no but what I would say about this is I don't I like it's become a little bit of a um you know a bit of a kind of a weaponized if not slightly toxic phrase but this whole idea of like oh this film is for the fans or whatever you know like when makers or actors of fi- in films use that as a defense for like why yeah. their film didn't communicate to people you know like who are actually paid to mm-hmm. professionally criticize movies um and yeah like nine times out of ten when someone uses that defense i'm like that's bollocks you should have just made a better film like yeah i I'm going to make a bit of an exception with this, mm-hmm. though, because I genuinely think what they have made here is a film that does actually just significantly work better if you know Sonic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, and you, you're already familiar with what they're kind of shorthanding. And, like, yeah. I say shorthanding as though the film itself isn't doing the work it needs to to tell the story around the characters and the concepts mm. that it's bringing up. I don't think I was it's... a little worried at the start that it maybe wasn't going to, but as it went along, I was like, oh no, okay, they've given... They've exactly. Given I there, think yeah. it does tell that story. The thing it doesn't do is it doesn't go that little extra mile that I guess we've become accustomed to, like, you know, MCU films, for example, doing, of taking these concepts that are, like, only going to be engaging or comprehensible to the fans of the media and finding a way to sort of, like, 
just make that last little leap to be like, yeah. this is why you, regular audience member Normal who hasn't yeah. seen this before, or regular critic who doesn't know anything about this, this is, see, this is why you should care about, yeah. you know, the Red Skull or Hydra or something like that. This film doesn't quite get there, but I think it gets to every step before that. So, like, I understand why, if you don't know Sonic, yeah. you're just going to watch this film about, like, okay, I remember seeing the first film, it was about, like, a cartoon character who came to Earth, James Marsden was there, and now all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I'm watching this sequel, and I'm being asked to invest in, like, this owl, the yeah. lore about this owl, and now, like, there's... Ancient tribes of stuff. Ancient and, tribes yeah. of something, and there's a big emerald and they keep talking about like, oh, it's a big green emerald, but it splits into smaller emeralds yeah. and blah, 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 blah. And if you are a yes, critic... That, that was the moment when I felt this was when Sonic went, oh, the master emerald. Yeah. Like, oh, you didn't mention that in the last film, but okay. That's it. Like, so if... I mean, what he said was the master emerald. That's, that's just, just a fairy that's tale. Just a fairy yeah. Tale. yeah. And that's all you need. Yeah. Like, I don't think you need yeah, more it did. Yeah. They did. But they drop a lot of like, lore and they drop a lot of like just sonic stuff Mm -hmm. into this one and i can understand how if you don't have any grounding in this stuff you're just gonna be like what's any of this like i don't know because the film doesn't quite explain it that far but i do think if you know that stuff it is then all there and also what they have to trade on is the fact that a lot of the stuff that this film needs you to know about sonic is memes People know about it without having to know about it. Like, you know, that, that thing where Obama says, I mean, the Chaos Emeralds or whatever. Like, actually, that is famous enough that people will go like, oh, yeah, the Chaos Emeralds. Like, yeah, but the film critic for Variety doesn't know no, about that. No, exactly. Yeah. Yes, that, but exactly. Yeah. The, the, exactly. The film critic, because the audience review score is really high, as I yeah. understand it. Yeah. And that's what's happening here. It's one of these where, like, people just get it. Yeah. Um... And I mean, th- of this course, is the thing, but I mean, I don't know. I don't want to talk about like critic score versus audience score, or whatever. Yeah, but it's like, like you talk about the audience score being high. Like, yeah, yeah like they get the bits that they get, and they just comfortably ignore the fact that there's a big stretch in the middle there where yeah. you can just take out, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. like I think that's what happened to me. I think as I was, I think as I was sitting there, I do remember the bit where she's driving along on the little golf cart or whatever it was yeah. that she's got. I remember thinking like. What am I going to have for dinner tonight? <laughs> yeah. No, I was thinking about how, like, yeah, I've, I remember when I was a kid, films like this used to come on, and they were the ones that you didn't really care about compared to the ones you really wanted to see. So, ones I really wanted to see, Turtles, which is a good comparison to this, because yeah. it's like the, the, the franchise, yeah. the movie. But the bit with driving along on the buggy, that's like Uncle Buck, or <laughs> like, um, <laughs> you know, Cool Runnings or something. It's those films that you yeah. watch because you're... You watch them, and they're just light entertainment starring yeah. some people <laughs> doing some stuff that's all right. Yeah, I mean, you, you, we talk about it like I mean, some people. It's like John, you were saying, like the movie not going that little extra leap to making dumb, dumb bullshit uh, connect with uh, with a wider audience. And, and part of the way that that happens in other films is it's because it's a real human person acting it yeah. for you. Yeah. And yeah. instead it's a CGI, a very unrealistic CGI cartoon character doing it. In this yeah. One. I did have a, just, you know. I had a couple of notes about, um, you know, to give to the supporting cast in this one about their interactions with the CG characters. I thought there was a couple of bits where it was very clearly James Marsden and whatever her name is dancing about in a room without anybody there. To be. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like CGI, not like is it me or is cgi getting worse again 
Yeah, no, I know. Like it I mean, it must, it's somewhere be a, there, and it's just getting worse. It's got to be a so. pandemic thing, hasn't it? Because, like, I presume, the, so, yeah. yeah, like uh, loved it, but No Way Home is the first time I've seen the blue screen effect in a modern film. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can, you can see it and go that that's that's blue screen, or I, I said green yeah. screen. Turns out it's blue. I don't know one from the other. Yeah, but yeah, chroma key. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so well, yes. I mean, so I'm, but I'm willing to give them that. Oh, I guess pandemic something something yes. something. I think there's part of that, and I also think that, like, by the stand, honestly, by the standards of a film that has this much CGI in it, these Sonic films aren't that expensive. Mm. So, like, mm. I feel like maybe I can see the pandemic, but I can also see the budget in yeah. at times. There was a couple of effects in this actually where I was like. Oh, that actually looks really bad. Like, the one that yeah. I remember thinking specifically was that bit in the section that we we seem to have zeroed in on, <laughs> where, like, Natasha Rothwell's character is zapping everyone with that gun yes. that she found from Tails' backpack. <laughs> with Tails' gun. With Tails' gun. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to come back to Tails' gun. <laughs> okay. We neglect to do this. It's another Tails' gun um, episode. But, like... That looked genuinely dreadful. <laughs> like, because it was literally just people um, standing there and then being zapped over. And it genuinely looked like the zap effect was just flat uh -huh. on the screen. If you if we watch the... Like, look, you'll see this film again at some point oh, in yeah. your life. Oh, yeah. Look out for that effect next time. Because it do. is genuinely one of the worst effects I've seen in a film By the way, of this I want scale. to declare that I haven't seen the Sonic film since we saw it when it was on at the cinema. Somehow I've managed to not see it since. Yeah. So that's just I watched it again on Netflix once, mm. but I, if they if they do a two disc Blu-ray set, I might. Oh god, yeah. yeah. I mean I'll oh I'll get them. Of course I will. I'm brand loyal, I've got to. <laughs> but that's why I don't remember this sister character very yeah. well. And I did not remember the man that it all turns out to hinge on who previously recommended them Olive Garden in the first film the or general. something like you Right, whoever that is. Is that the guy that... No, it's not. That's not the guy that Robotnik, like, booted out and who was supposed no, to have a bigger part. Neil McDonough. Who was yeah. only in that one scene yeah. of no, Sonic yeah. 1. I There's do not another know cut who of that this guy was that has then, more so. Neil McDonough in it. So. You will notice him the next time. Yes, yeah, certainly. But he's just a bloke in charge in the office and the one who comes to their house at the end of the film yeah. like, to um, give them the reward. And, the and apparently... Olive office. Garden and everybody laughed at the film because it was product placement. You know? <laughs> Look... In, if we're talking about product placement, there is nothing in this film that is anywhere near as egregious as that absolutely bizarre Zillow, Zillow. scene yeah. <laughs> from the first Correct, movie. Yes, <laughs> um, which yeah, there's like two different brands in the first film where not only do they name drop them, but they then say their marketing slogan, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think Zillow is one, and is Olive Garden. I think the Olive other Garden one? may yeah. be the other one because they don't, we don't. I, they're not. I don't know those slogans, so yeah. I'm not familiar well, with them. Yeah, that's the thing about. I think we said it last time. Or Probably. I said it last time. Was honestly, it's like uh, Americans can have a go at it for being product placement if they like. It doesn't affect me because I only know the Olive Garden from films and TV anyway. Yeah. You know, you, oh, they mentioned the Olive Garden, or that fictional place that I heard about from films. Okay. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't, <laughs> yeah. doesn't hit me. It's like how you hear about like. That weird thing Americans do where they insist that cartoon characters Sonic and Popeye both own burger chains or something over there. It's, <laughs> it's really weird when you hear Americans what, talk. Sonic? Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a, it's not, there is not, a burger it's chain not hedgehog related, called Sonic. A... Nothing to do with Sonic the Hedgehog, except it has the same logo as Sonic the Comic. And oh. very similar, yeah. weirdly. Okay. And it's a burger chain, that's all I can give you. They're missing a trick then, aren't they? <laughs> well, <laughs> massively. They're not paying enough for a trick. Put it, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Popeye's 
uh, I, I don't think they've consistently had the Popeye brand either. Yeah, no. Anyway, that, anyway. That, that's a tangent. Yeah, sorry. Olive Garden. <laughs> olive Garden. No, I olive. Was... Olive oil from Popeye. They should pay for that. And then there can be a whole, <laughs> a whole restaurant cinematic universe spinning off from all of these. I am so lost now. Right, no. I want to get back to a point that I was going to make just sort of on, on, a, on a top level about this film and the previous film, yep. which is that I think that... A, Look, we can look at both of these films and have done and will continue to over the course of this episode and pick out a lot of faults and a lot of, like, things that are, like, wrong and that we wouldn't forgive another film for, like, (laughs) doing that. And partly that's because, you know, it's a Sonic movie, but I guess that doesn't really apply that much for me. I'm not a huge Sonic fan, and yet I find myself really liking both of these films. And I think the biggest thing is because I feel like the people involved in making them yeah. like the film they've yeah. made in both cases. Yeah. Like, and I feel like almost everything you see, kind of honestly in the first one, but especially in this one, it genuinely feels like it's done out of love. Yeah. And yeah. it's not just done out of love of Sonic the Hedgehog as a property, but it genuinely just feels like they all like each other yeah. and they all like and they're really proud of the characters they've made up yeah. for this so it's like yeah okay james marsden's like it, this one absolutely has that the kind of the gang's all here they're all back all of those characters that you know and no that you know and know from the first one um, Even the ones that didn't really need to be, they're back too. <laughs> yeah, but you sort of feel like they're back because the filmmakers and the screenwriters just are really jazzed about those characters. Like they're really jazzed about like, oh, let's I'm bring back sure Wade. Agent you know? Stone came back because he got really popular mm. in memes. Yeah, yeah. I th- look. I think he would look. Judging by the fact that Wade came back, I oh, think you're getting a dirty that's look. Another. Happy. another- you're getting Strong. a dirty look off Abby in the corner here. She's a big uh, Stone fan. Yeah, Abby. like, Abby is one hey, of the I'm people who's prop- I don't propping like up him, the Stone but... industrial complex. So. <laughs> you could cut him out of the film and nothing would change. He's there. I mean, I, I mean, and the way that everything that they did with him leaned on, mil- pardon the pun, but milking <laughs> the Austrian goat milk line yes, that they got did memed that. They did. What, uh, but the what trailer but, before the film even came out it was me I am material. now a stone defender and it's because <laughs> and it's because because I because going into this one Abby will tell you this here she is she's on the warpath <laughs> Robotnik needs a comedy sidekick yes no that's fine he needs that, a comedy sidekick true, though, he and he needs what he doesn't get from anyone else in the film is adulation yeah and that and to, that's Robotnik does need that and a and a really silly Jim Carrey character gets to gets to react off that one of the biggest laughs for me in the film is your admiration is inevitable. <laughs> that was so funny. I was I don't know what it was like in your cinema, but like we were just like <laughs> properly laughing at the funny bits. I just I just like him. I just find him rather charming and the little <laughs> latte the the last yeah. jokes were great. Yeah. Yeah, but but, but even with... even they feel like they are born of the Robotnik's little gay boyfriend <laughs> meme stuff that emerged out of the never. <laughs> that Abby will have been one of the primary yeah. tweeters like off. Yeah. And, and you know, more power to them. 
but it does feel like that's why he's in this movie at all. And I couldn't be happier for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to point out that Abby dug herself out of a very comfortable uh, couch very arrangement yeah. in order to come and make to, to come and slap you down on this. Yeah, yeah, defend yeah. Agent no, Stone. You are cardigan draped over herself. <laughs> Cushion, everything. I just like him. I think I think the actors embraced it. Yeah. In a way Definitely, that is very 100%. sweet. 100%. And I think that's very sweet and very charming. Um, and it just makes me like him more. And I just think, yeah, yeah, there's... Of course there's a cynical edge to it, but at the same time, eh, I don't care. It made me laugh. And I like, so, I like Robotnik having a little snivelly sidekick. Not that <laughs> the, No, no. I was expecting... <laughs> I, like, there's enough, like references and 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 vibes from from older stuff that i was expecting him to maybe call him yeah a sniveller, a sniveller or yeah. or th- there was at one point where he did turn to him and he started to say something and the word started and i was like is he going to was he gonna <laughs> sniveller i've been tr- i've been you grimy deep. sniveling little you know something like that i've been digging deep to try and figure out if i would like that would I? Would I? And now, I, watching this film, I thought I liked him. But yeah. going towards, going into the film, I was yes. like, I thought of him as very much one of the bits of bullshit that they put into the first film, just to have random people be in it. And I was thinking, like, what if he started calling him Snively? <laughs> would I think that was good? Would I accept that then? And like, I haven't come to a decision because I'm happy with there being a Grimer character, which is exactly <laughs> the same character. Yeah. 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 Grimer, but gayer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, and he's a, less of a inventor scientist, but also still has control decks and stuff. Yeah. That he, which you get the sense Robotnik's just given him and told him to switch on. But I don't know. He could fill the Grimer role. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked him. I, it, that's what it is. That's what I'm thinking of. It's STC's Robotnik has Grimer to butter him up, and this Robotnik has one of those. And yeah, I I appreciate that. Yes, I mean, that's the difference between Snively and Grimer, is that Snively is actually backbiting and underhanded, uh, whereas Grimer is just... is is, is stone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he doesn't need a Starscream, necessarily, but he does need a... he needs an underling. I feel as if that's the inevitable end point of a stone character by the end of the next film, is that he has to eventually turn against Robotnik, surely. I, I thought he might in this. movie that he's not in, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, it's just the fact that he got. He said at the end, like, "Take me with you," and he did. And then he was in it with him. Like, what was the last time we saw him? Was he was sneaking around the wreckage site or something like oh, that? Oh no, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot yeah. they did. He did. I forgot that. He lowers yeah, his I mask and he's there. there. Yeah. But, but I don't know to what end. I mean, well, I do know to what end. Leaving the door open for him to potentially return next time, but it not being important if he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we've had last night. Jim Carrey has said like, "Oh, I might retire from acting now. I've done Sonic 2. So, yeah. like, there might not be a Robotnik in the next one. You never know. He'd better come back. The quote, what he said yeah. was, and I quote, I've done enough. <laughs> <laughs> imagine imagine doing Sonic 2 and thinking, that's it. Do you know? <laughs> that's I've what done I, enough. That's I've, what I, this was the last thing I needed to that's do what and I I've thought done it. when I read that quote. But yeah. now I've seen it. It's like, yeah, no, this is a tour de force. This is, a re- this is Jim Carrey's victory lap going... Like in in and Sonic One kind of was this, but he really in this one is like, remember me? Well, here we go. Yeah. And he's done his victory lap. He doesn't have to perform again. No, but he's he should. Final bow. Yeah, I want him back. Yeah, I want him back, and I want him to quit with the vax stuff. <laughs> no. He's an odd guy. Yeah. So look, 
look, he's an odd guy, and so therefore I want him to have an outlet for his for his Oddness. his good qualities. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he's great as Dr. Robotnik. Yeah, can I get... Can, I flip in love with I want to hear your thoughts a little bit in greater detail as okay. fans yeah. of Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> like, what... How how do you feel about Jim Carrey in this uh, role, having seen now, like, a, a body of work from him? I am now someone who accepts a number of different varieties of Robotnik. Do you know what I mean? STC yeah, you Robotnik. got to, to be, into, to be enjoying this, you got to. Well, yeah, <laughs> but even before that. So STC Robotnik yeah. is scarier than Martin Adams Robotnik and less funny than Adventures Robotnik and I loved all of them and there was a time when I liked Sat AM Robotnik as well ABC Robotnik I would say on this show um, <laughs> and um, now we've got another one and I love it yeah. I, d- I, d- I couldn't say that equivocally in the first film yeah. because that really was just some guy and if I liked that performance and I did it was because I like the mask yeah, yeah, this sure. is yeah, be- that's it. This is because I like Robotnik that I like this performance of Robotnik. Yeah. And he really got to do it. He really got to go to town. And I loved all of the times when he would just use... Jim Carrey has a knowledge of what the funniest angle for his head to be at is. <laughs> and oh, he yeah. used it so many times when he would lean in and yoink something with his head at a jaunty angle. <laughs> yeah. And he kept doing that. There were loads of times in the film where he would just lean in like that, yeah. And it was yeah. funny every time. The dr- very the scene that otherwise would have been quite dramatic, yeah. where Sonic throws the compass to Tails, yeah. and then Robotnik intercepts it and yeah. gets it. It's like, Jim Carrey's just like... <laughs> yeah. yeah, And it's absolutely it's, it's fantastic. Scary, isn't it? You know? So do you I guys feel it. then that what you've seen is someone playing Dr. Robotnik? This time, yeah. Yeah, okay. And it's difficult no, because... No, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't see Dr. Robotnik. I see Jim Carrey having a lot of fun and yeah. doing something that entertains me tremendously, but it's I don't really see Dr. Robotnik in it. Yeah, and it yeah. May be, I may be purely talking about the fact that he's got a big moustache on. <laughs> Genuinely, that might be I yeah. suspect you may. Yeah, yeah. that might be it. it. Basically, what I'm looking... And, and of course, what I'm doing, though, is I'm incorporating, like, Sonic Boom Robotnik into it. Like, that now... Because there are silly Robotniks now as well. So to That's see... True. A man being silly who looks like Robotnik does read as Robotnik enough to me that the rest is filled in by, I do like Jim Carrey shenanigans. I just yes, do. same. And I like it when he's given the opportunity to... Because what his shtick was uh, in the 90s was like, I can be like a cartoon. Yes. And so, obviously, like The Mask... Because I've never I've never really cared about Ace Ventura, and it doesn't concern me that now that turned out to be bad. Like, <laughs> that's fine. I never really liked it. Uh, except the one bit, which I thought was a brilliant bit of physical comedy, where he just smashes his entire face down into a chair and stays there. <laughs> I, d- I just remember thinking, like, wow, how have you done that? I thought it was brilliant. It's really the only thing I remember about Ace Ventura. But, um... But the mask, that is like, oh, we've got a man who can act like a cartoon. Yeah. He's being a cartoon. This is that again. We found a cartoon for him to be. He's being a cartoon. Yeah. And he, I don't think there's anyone else who can do it. No. Oh, God, no. No, there's not no, in there's this no way. There's no successor waiting in the wings to come in and take his place whenever he, if he truly has yes. packed it in after this. There's no Jim Carrey, the sequel. No. You know. Yeah, and there's no... He is a unique beast. There is no one-to-one replacement for this version of Dr. Robotnik either, (laughs) that's for sure. But, like, I did... You know, I don't have the level of Dr. Robotnik knowledge that you guys have, but, like, 
I did like... I think you do, after listening to our podcast. But it's secondhand. Like, yeah. my knowledge is what I've heard you say. So, like, um, I do appreciate the fact that there is aspects to this character that are... Look, there's a lot of moments and line reads and bits of business that Jim Carrey has to do in both of these films that are just like, let's give Jim Carrey a thing to do. Mm-hmm. But I do think there is enough of an attempt... To write a character that, yes. that a character were, does come through. There were fewer bits in this one than in the first one where it's yeah. like, Jim, we're turning the camera on, do something. Yeah. So like, you know, that he doesn't have an extended dance sequence in this one. It's always doesn't that he? he's... He may do, but it's not like that one. No, well, there was an extended dance sequence. Was there? Oh, I'm forgetting it. Which, which bit was that? Well, I was going to say it just wasn't Robotnik. Ah, yes. Oh, yes. Just, yeah. Well, quite, yes. It was yes. a dance sequence, yeah. but it wasn't... <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. Come Let's close out on this Dr. Robotnik um, Instead, whenever he was Dr. Robotniking, it was... Well, sorry, whenever he was Jim Carrying, it was in service of being an evil professor guy yeah. who... Well, that's not the right word, but an evil doctor guy who's inventing things and being evil... Um, and has like a megalomaniac, yeah. maniacal sort of superiority complex about those around him. Yeah. You know, like that. I like that there is a character. Like you can, fo- there's a character that you can follow from beginning to end in these and films. It's I think fairly unique. Like because maybe it's just because I'm used to both Jim Carrey and Robotnik. But I was sort of you know for a lot of it going like, oh yeah, this is Jim Carrey doing this stock character. But yeah. there's not. I'm struggling to think of anything else that's got anything like it. In, or at least in my lifetime. Like, there's old... It's like an old, you know, black and white <laughs> top hat villain character almost. Yeah, yeah there's no depth there. <laughs> no, no. But there's I, wanna, a... I want to dominate humankind with robots. Yeah. I mean, they did... I don't remember the full details, but in the first one, they, they sketched in some tragic backstory for him as a sad kid who had no friends and so had, you know, replaced... Friends with robots. You're not thinking of when he was the Grinch. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, there was that bit. What was it? Well, how had there he, was. He, he he had he made robots instead of friends because you could oh. control robots and they would never disappoint you because they would always do what you say. And yeah, so, you know they don't they don't touch back on that idea for the character in this one at all. But you know it informs the the basic cartoon villain that he is. And the thing is, even in the first one, when that is brought up, it's not played for pathos. No, <laughs> you know? it's just like, this is the guy's deal. Yeah. So let you, so take it as red and we're just, let's get on here. Let's you know? get, yeah, like, <laughs> let's get on with it. It's like, and look, I love that. I absolutely love that. And I, this is something that if you have listened to Serious Disney's at any point, you'll have heard us talk about before. The fact that I lament... In a lot of movies, up to including Disney films, both the live action and increasingly the animated variety, there is, I feel like there's this diminishing, I mean, honestly, just across a lot of big franchise and big mainstream entertainment, there seems to be this diminishing appetite for the mustache twirling villain. Mm. Like, and I get it. I get where they, I get what they're trying to do. I get where they're coming from when the umpteenth Disney or Pixar com- film comes out and once again the villain is generational trauma and, <laughs> you know, your parents not apologising to you enough or whatever. Like, sure, I get it. It's a vital, necessary and artfully told story. But where are my Jafars? <laughs> this is my constant 
problem. Yeah. Like, That's what was good about Luca. It did have a villain. He was a snotty Frenchman and he got pushed in a fountain at the end. <laughs> exactly. It, you know? Exactly, right? And that's it. Like, but even then, he wasn't... He wasn't the villain. He wasn't yeah, the, the villain. It wasn't a was. villain film. Whereas there was quite a bit of Jafar about this Robotnik, didn't you? Think? Right. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. This, he, Jim Carrey is filling a niche yeah. in not just, ma- in society. <laughs> like, we want, I want villains who are just like, this guy sucks. And that's what's so great about him. No, no, but yes. And I, maybe he gets to sing a song about how much he sucks. Yeah, oh, exactly. Oh, yeah. Imagine if they'd given him a song. Oh, God, he could have done a song. Yes. Yeah. It wouldn't have felt out of place if Jim no. Carrey had got like a song about how much he loves robots. Exactly. Yeah. This is what, and I was thinking that, and I did think Jafar while we were watching it, and I was, I wouldn't have been able to put it in those terms, but that's what I was thinking. I was like, yeah. This is the only film. This is what I this is what I was trying to say a minute ago where this is fairly unique even though it feels like it can't be. It's because it's been ages since I've seen something where the guy knows he's evil yeah. and loves that. Yeah. There was the bit in this where he says like, "Oh, this guy keeps ruining bad ideas or whatever." Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like that. It's saying like, "Yeah, I'm I'm doing evil. I'm <laughs> doing bad." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And usually when that's happened, I don't like it. I didn't like it in Hocus Pocus. I thought it was too simplistically done yeah i loved I, it in this i remember you picking something out in uh, recent stc uh-huh. where it was one of the knuckle strips and there was the old echidna who was like oh he dr. doesn't zachary. know that i yeah dr zachary's like oh they he doesn't know that i'm evil yes. <laughs> yeah. and it's like i remember you criticizing yes. that then because yes in that context that's silly yeah but here it's like no, this guy knows yeah. what he's doing is evil. Yeah. And that's the point. It's like, yes, I of course. Yeah. I'm an evil scientist. <laughs> of course what I'm doing is what evil. What did you think yeah. I was going to do? Yeah. Yeah. And like, to me, that's what <laughs> Dr. Robotnik is. This That is what Dr. Robotnik <laughs> is supposed to be. Look at what he looks like. Like, yeah. in, across all forms of media. <laughs> yeah. And tell me that this is a guy who's supposed to have pathos <laughs> like look i know that in stc for example yeah yeah i know he has like a backstory where he was, oh sure where he was a good guy but his backstory is that he turns into a no backstory bad guy exactly at the end of his doesn't backstory. give him pathos as a character yeah you know? yeah that's him. it and those are the respects in which i can see what they're doing with this character and being like I feel like that fits nicely within like the lineage of what certainly I perceive Dr. Robotnik should be all about. Yeah. He's just, he's a guy. He's an evil scientist. He looks like a big, big egg. egg. <laughs> like he has big teeth and he makes evil robots to enslave the world. And he plugs little woodland animals into those. <laughs> it's the only thing that's missing from the yeah, films, yeah. isn't it? Little animals getting yeah. plugged in the you know, yeah. bombers. But then they'd have to start addressing questions about, well, what are these guys then if they're not animals and stuff? <laughs> well, so. I mean, they'd be animals from Earth. Yes. So, yeah. you know, it wouldn't be a problem. That's, that's what putting it on Earth allows you to achieve. You don't have to be concerned with these problems. One of the things I think they've deftly sidestepped without drawing too much attention to it is like, by whose definition is this a hedgehog? (laughs) 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 Like, it doesn't in any way resemble the thing we call a hedgehog. No. Um, But they've they've just managed to distract me from that question sufficiently, I think. I would actually like to pivot off that, because I do want to talk a little bit about the designs that they're using now. Um, Obviously, we've agreed this 
We agreed this two years ago, and frankly, we all, as a society, agreed that the design, the character designs in this series are good now, mm-hmm. yes. having gone through a phase where they were not good. Yes. Um, yes. But, like, I do think that, you know, when we were talking earlier about the fact that, like, it, it does seem to have been... Like, a lot of, like, just normie reviewers seem to be having a little bit of a problem connecting with this material as presented in Sonic 2 when they're really just leaning into it. And I do kind of think part of that is... Is, like, we're seeing the trade-off now of just making the characters just be the characters from the video game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But with textures. Because yeah. I do think it creates this layer of unreality yeah. to them that I don't have a problem with. I don't no, have a problem no. with it because it's just like, well, that's fine. It's tails and knuckles. And they've appeared in real life, so therefore they look like real... They have real textures. But what I guess I'm gesturing towards here is I don't necessarily feel like I'm looking at these characters and feeling like they're grounded in the no, way yeah, that, no, like a live-action interpretation of something might feel grounded. Like, I think the best examples I can think of off the top of my head here are the 90s Turtles designs, for example. Where it's like, these are faithful to the cartoon or the the comics, but they look like what they would look like if they were real. I think the kind of the biggest and best success story in this of recent times is Rocket Raccoon. A, oh yeah, yeah. Like a character who is absolutely cartoony, but like can appear in a movie that your mum would go and see, yes. where they're interacting with like Robert Downey Jr. in dramatic <laughs> or like or, you know they're, they're like they're these like especially in the case of like Rocket Raccoon, he's like this he's like this emotional foundation stone in these movies. Like many yeah. of the key moments of pathos. For yeah. the Guardians movies, a channel through this character of Rocket Raccoon, and normal people are going to see those films and be like, "Oh God, this this guy this guy's had such a kind of a tragic backstory. I really feel for him, and I I really kind of like I'm invested in his emotional healing." And I don't think you can ever get there with these characters looking like they do in this yeah, movie. I'd say that's pretty on the money. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't think there is. I don't think there's a solution, though. No, you know? I agree. Rocket's a funny one because he's supposed to look like a real raccoon, just you know, kind of with thumbs. That's, that's all there is to the character, you know? But yeah. Sonic, well, they've said it already. Sonic doesn't look like a hedgehog in no. whatever way you slice it. And they tried to make him look a bit more like a hedgehog anatomically um, in the in the original horrible design. Yeah, mashed up with a tiny, awful little athletic person. Um <laughs> Uh, and that was hideous too. Yeah. There's no like so- Sonic's design just will not bend that way. I don't think. Yeah. But but I agree. I think the the overtly inescapably cartoonish nature of the character designs means that there is a ceiling to what you can accomplish with them in these forms in this kind of film. And I think that's part that that factors into why these films maybe won't ever have that level of crossover appeal. Even uh, even though I think they would like them to, but I don't know. I felt less so in this film. Well, I'm glad because, like, that's why, you know, bec- that that is probably why. Because you get the idea from the first one that they would love to have done that level of yeah. pathos with Sonic as they do with Rocket Raccoon. But you can't 
So instead we get Jafar Robotnik. Like, we're yeah. allowed to make that kind of film instead. That's yeah. True. And yeah. it doesn't have crossover appeal, but well, we've, on our podcast before, we've said how, like, how much we miss the time when not all films had yeah. to be four quadrants or whatever it's Right, called. yeah, that's true. That is actually a really good point. This film doesn't necessarily feel like it needs to be for my mum. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean? Yeah. That's, that's, that is, I guess, what the reviewers are who who we were talking about, the ones who are giving the negative reviews particularly, are like, maybe missing or maybe just... We're all kind of used to a... Fir- like, you know that thing that entitled nerds have where they're like, this isn't for me and that confuses and enrages me? Yeah. We, I think we all kind of have a low-level version of that. Yes. Especially me oh, when it comes yeah. to Sonic film. But like, <laughs> but we do because... All when I I felt that I felt myself thinking this and not having and deliberately not saying it because it's stupid and wrong, is that when there's a, a big budget film and they do something in it where I'm like oh well that, that that wasn't very good why didn't they tailor it to a wider audience which would include me and yeah. you go oh wait though because that's good <laughs> hang on though yeah. Sometimes it's okay to just have a film be for who it's for. Yeah. And if someone else, if it's not for the for other people, it's like, well, that's because it's not for those other people. It's like, it, this is what it is and it knows what it wants I'm to be. I'm not entirely mm. sure who that is in the case of this film. Like, we enjoyed most of it. The bits of it we enjoyed. Kids and people who already like Sonic. Exactly. Yeah, so so who's the wedding for? Do you know what I mean? That, well, that's, well, that's, I the, mean, that's, that's... This is a vestigial limb. Yeah. One of the attempts to try and reframe this into, you know... I mean, I like the fact that they let Tika Sumter sort of do something in this film. There was that, but but even then, you know... That ha- that bit had the feeling to me of a mum film. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there, yeah. Are, there are mum sure, films yeah. like that, about chaos happens at a wedding. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a whole mum genre, in fact. And I wonder if that's it. It's like, well, that's, you know, you, it's parents are bringing kids to this, so... They get this. Yeah. Because um, it must be for someone. When they make these bits, they must have some audience in mind, surely. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I Like, I guess it is, it, that is the sop to the fact that they do want it to kind of reach as wide an audience as it can. But I think uh-huh. within, I think they've also accepted the limitations. Yeah. And they've accepted that they can't make another film where most of the film is like that. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. But I don't know. Like I, I just, I'm glad that they've owned what the series is, and that I, that mm. they are still trying to service all parts of what they've already built. Yes. Now, and this reminds me of, of something I've touched on earlier, but I can expand on now, which is that when I said that, I think I said this on the podcast rather than just before it, um, that the bits that I didn't like in the first film, but that recurred in this film, had this sense of me being let in on the joke. Of like, uh, isn't our film like this? Our films are like this, aren't they? So here's this again. Example. 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 Now, I like the stuff with all of the random, like, military guys and stuff. They turned that into, like, a funny bit. There were loads of bits where a scene I wouldn't necessarily be on board with, I suddenly was, because all the jokes in it made me laugh. And of course, now I can't remember the jokes. But like, there was no, certainly there bits. Weren't, there were very few genuinely like funny jokes. See, I, 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 I was, was laughing throughout of this. Consciousness. Wasn't I? Yeah, 
Dave Dave surprised me by how often he was this laughing. Really at this funny film. a lot of the time. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. I'm, like, surpri- I'm I'm genuinely surprised that you do because there was a lot of stuff going on in this. Yeah, where where I was just going. Could you shut the fuck up for five, for five seconds? <laughs> shut the fuck up. Just was was nailed it. Such oh yeah, a yeah, yeah. Phrase, We had to have it again. That was a, right. So the problems that I did have, if if they're worth registering at all, because they're not, they're kids' film nonsense. But it was. It's not nailed it because that's kind of his yeah, catchphrase as an actor. Is it yeah, though? So, and, is it though? And the it thing, seems to be now, well, right? Yeah, he does it in. I think he does it in Parks and Rec, he does it in DuckTales, and now he does it in Sonic. So, like, that's all yeah. I know him from. Oh, wait. Uh, I was talking about Sonic. Does Ben Schwartz do it? In the oh, yeah. Thing? Sorry, yeah. I mean, he, he, did, he did the worst. He did that. that was a reference yeah. to his Parks and Rec Did you not notice sure, him? I enjoyed that. I laughed at that, you know. You've watched all of DuckTales, right? Yeah, that's like his catchphrase yeah. in DuckTales. Yeah, like, Dewey's always saying nailed it. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's such a generic turn yeah. of phrase. It doesn't yeah, register yeah, yeah. to me when it recurs. So, what, what did bug me was... It's like... Uh, sorry, David. Sorry. I'm going to cut you off. But it's like, you zero in on it when he said it in the first movie yes yeah and i was yeah. like why are you zeroing in on that it's a completely generic turn of phrase it doesn't mean anything it's nothing and that was so, probably why i was annoyed as, only then as a consequence of you zeroing in on it then <laughs> yeah. did i realize it was even we've, recurring we've now corrupted in this one. each other like you get me <laughs> yeah. me whinging last time has made you see some stuff as worse and your warning last night made me have a good time <laughs> the, the what did bug me just as a just an overall this isn't just this film but like i see this all over the place uh but but there was a particular worst moment of it in this film that i can name which is towards the end when they were saying let's do a power bump it's a power bump it's called a power bump and we do it on earth and it's called a power bump they do it and sonic goes power bump and i'm like listen you don't have to say everything you're doing And it's not called that. Yeah, I've never heard it called a power it's bump a fist bump. outside it's... this film. It is a fist bump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fist bump was the name of a f- song. I was going to say that. Forces. Yeah. And then they could have played that song to remind yeah. us of we all of the fun. The world, we can do. You're next to me and I'm next Hang on. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, but, but, but. Actually, why didn't they do that? Because if they made the name of a famous Sonic song a catchphrase in this film, it is weird that they didn't then use it. Well, they we- didn't. It's called Fist Bump. Well, not is Power that Bump. why? Is that why they called it Power Bump? Could they not get the rights to the song and it was going to be <laughs> Fist Bump and they had to redub the whole thing? But, like, once again, even I, I thought this movie was going to do more of the stuff the first movie didn't. Um, uh, audiovisually, not uh-huh. audiovisually, orally. Just uh, there mm-hmm. was like his ringtone was the Green Hill thing, and that was it again. Yeah. 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 Where's the Sonic music, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I know. I, th- I was, I was, I would have sworn they were gonna play the drowning music. Yeah, right. <laughs> One of the single most iconic little bits of music out of Sonic. Yeah. But no, not a one. And they were doing the bit. <laughs> they did the bit. He, I guess he sucked a bubble in. I laughed. I was happy. I did a little clap. Yeah, you know? same. We like that bit. No, I guess it's because that bit is not really, but kind of played straight with a certain amount of how's he going to get out of this. So if you'd have gone, duh, 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 we'd have all gone, <laughs> and it would have ruined it. I don't mean it. literally play the music. I mean work it into a motif into that, a, that yeah, plays yeah. A, in, a, in a building suspense. In Do you know what I mean, though? As I they're playing I, it straight. I think that would have made that into a meme moment. A meme moment. <laughs> a moo me me moo But yes, though, there's, there's plenty of times when they could have, and it is a bit glaring that there wasn't somewhere in the orchestration... Yeah, they what they didn't use Ice Cap. Well, they couldn't use that song, but well, no, they could have no, used no. the one from the second film, uh, from the second game, from Sonic Adventure is the name I'm trying to say. 
the second snowboarding scene in the Sonic games has yeah. music they could have used in that scene. It's just, it's just a shame because that they did. Have you played Sonic Adventure? Who? Me? Dave. What? What kind of a question is that? Well, I, you don't like it. I just know that I'm <laughs> trying to zero in on whether you literally only know this piece of music from playing the soundtrack relentlessly when you were 12. Mm. No, 12, thank you very much. I was, I was like 19. I had to, <laughs> I had to buy my Dreamcast myself. I was charitable. No, I did. I know when the game came out, but... <laughs> I played Sonic Adventure. Yes, no, I did. I played it all the way through. In fact, I videoed it all for Nigel Kitching so he could write an adaptation of it. <laughs> I think I've only played Sonic Adventure 1 no and 2. Those are the only ones like, I've like, sat down and actually played all the way Dreamcast? through. Yes, I had a Dreamcast. But I ne- that's the only Sega system I've yeah. ever had. And then that was the last one that they ever made. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. That's my Sonic! <laughs> <laughs> that's, why I'm, that's why I've turned out the way I have. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, so let that be a warning to everybody watching. Yeah. Let me be a warning to you all. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree with what you're saying that they, like, for as much as this is a movie where, where I really felt like everything else, they kind of left nothing on the table, you know? Yeah. Every opportunity they had to do a Sonic thing. Except yeah. one, asterisk. Well, shall I say it now? That I did think it was weird that they went to all the trouble of sinking the sea to reveal an old place when they could have simply raised the place up into the sky to reveal it. That's, it's weird to me that, that they that. didn't bother doing it. Well, it's on Earth. I would. Uh, yeah, that was what yeah, the conclusion yeah, we came to, Earth, wasn't it? Yeah, know, it's with the floating island. That's because be Knuckles, else, Knuckles yeah. doesn't come from there, so they're leaving it yeah. open to perhaps have him live on a flying island elsewhere. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But, but I feel as if once you've got that technology, you can also have it raise another island on Earth because it's got a Master Emerald on it. Maybe they want to save it. Oh, it didn't have the Master Emerald on it. It just had the directions to the Master Emerald on it. No, well, no, the undersea, uh, the undersea. The undersea one was where the Master Emerald was. Yes, it was. What am I on about? Sorry. The, yeah. the other one was the, the, the mountains. Yes, that's right. But yeah, like I said... Do, 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 do. Sorry. <laughs> all that aside, um, I really felt like they went for everything. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. there were points where I was... I was questioning, like, oh, are they going to do that? And the answer was always yes. Mm, yeah. Um, like, And by the end, I got to the point where, where it's like, are they going to do supersonic now or are mm. they going to save that for later? Yeah. But by that point, I was like, they're going to do it now. Yeah. Because this yeah, is a yeah. film that is doing these things now. And like, I, I had a sequel map in my mind where it would have been better saved for the third one, but obviously they're going a different direction with the third one and, and that's, that's for, that we'll save that for the end. Yeah, we'll save that for the end. That's a big discussion. Uh, yes, the- so yeah, I think it was obvious. They got up to a point where it was obviously, yeah, yeah. That scene happening here, yeah. was one of the... So I was quite I was quite satisfied where with the way that they took the bits that I shouldn't have had any time for at all, the human bits, yeah. the wedding, and they wove them into the story of what was going on with Sonic. So which like, was a Sonic story. Which was a Sonic yeah. story. So, yes, you've got the, the mix-up with the rings thing, but it has to do with... Rings and Sonic, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. what I liked about that last scene was that the presence of James Marsden and whatever her name is... Tika Sumpter. Thank you. <laughs> I just haven't seen her in anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I need to get used to who she is. Um, She's quite good, I yeah, think. Yeah, I thought she was good. Yeah. Well, 
their presence in what becomes the supersonic scene yeah served as its own little like maybe they're not gonna do supersonic because they kept saving him they kept being the thing that saved him so there he was crawling along and you're like well there's the emerald he's gonna turn into super and yeah. then they save him in the car and you're like mm, okay alright and then something else happens and it's them again you're like oh, okay alright you you still knew it was going to happen, yeah. but their presence does allow the film to deflect and go like, he doesn't need to. He's yeah. got his family. Here they are. And then, no, they still did because in this film, they're making a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also then they become the reason why he becomes supersonic, yeah. essentially, yeah, yeah, to save them. He transforms to save them. You know, yeah. To save his family. Yeah. Out of desperation, which is what... I'm really glad that it was this kind of last resort he's completely defeated thing because i i yeah i have no time for like well i'm gonna power up now i'm yellow okay back time to business. the final boss here we go yeah, yeah yeah i don't like that and i'm glad that it was it felt bigger than that and he needed to be supersonic to get the job done yeah now, uh, were you unclear as i was mm-hmm. uh what exactly happened with the emeralds at the end yeah i was yeah. i was unclear because yeah. yeah. he turns back to normal and the emeralds sort of I a beam of light, and then they're just sort of not there anymore. Yeah. But then, and then Knuckles yeah. uses the Master Emerald back together, and I'm like, is that the eight em- Is that the seven emeralds? Because in this, that? Or, the, because or... in this, the Master Emerald is the Chaos Emeralds fused into one big yes. one. Yeah. And that's cool. I'm totally fine with that. Oh, that's yeah, totally, cool. I, yeah. mean, I mean, there's a version of this movie where they don't mention the other seven emeralds at all. There's just one emerald. It's, it's absolutely 100% unnecessary to have the Chaos Emeralds in this. Yeah. I was amazed that they said Master Emerald instead of the Chaos Emerald. And then, and so I was already reeling you know from that, that. I literally didn't register that until right now. And then mm. I was already reeling, I was already reeling from that. And then they go, oh yeah, so the seven Chaos Emeralds. Like, oh! So they're really actually trying to do this right. Yeah. And that really, I don't know, I was really like, and the, the wedding stuff I think was after that. So I guess I was just by then yeah. like, yeah, this is fine. They're, getting, they're doing this well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, the, 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 the wedding stuff being the, when they come to Hawaii and the, yes. the agent stuff all happens because yeah. we've already had the several cutaways to the wedding interspersed with yes. Sonic having his, yes. his adventure in Siberia before he gets to the temple. But I just ended up being happy with how the wedding was integrated into <laughs> it. Yeah, I agree that the whole... The, the, the only part of it that I thought was belaboured was the stuff with the, the sister character. Yeah. Like, her having her own little arc that then ends halfway through the film and she's never and ever just, mentioned no, i was expecting maybe a little post credit coda joke yeah even, but but no nothing not a, not a one like, or that she'd know. be part of even like with the with the final scene of the movie being like found family here's everybody and there's these two are actually in love and they're probably really going to get married now and you could fold that in but no just not not even no not bit. not a there thing is, there is a tight 90 cut of this yeah that someone could put together that wouldn't have made it to cinemas because it doesn't serve the human actors sufficiently enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it wouldn't have matched their contract. But there is a tight ninety fan edit that tidies up that second act. I agree, but like, so two things. Like I said, the two things about it that 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 made me all right with it is, hey, I just felt like they did a much better job than I thought they were going to of integrating that storyline into the bigger thing, not just because yeah. of the ring thing, and then. That brings Sonic into the into like Hawaii and the sort of the islands area where they want the finale to be, but also the just also the fact that like 
yeah, that whole thing ends up being the lead-in for Gun. <laughs> Gun, I, I mean... I mean... I like that. There's I... No, but there's there's commitment to a bit, and there's <laughs> unironically presenting a military unit named Gun <laughs> film in the year 2020. Listen, in a franchise... Yeah. yeah. Which is 90% invented in Japan using an English loan word as a name to sound cool. Gun is the invented using a 90s, invented using an English loan word to sound coolest of all of them. (laughs) And that really, really shouldn't be the name of anything in English. That, I think, is what I'm talking about when I say that, like, basically this, maybe maybe this was true when they did the first film as well. But watching this film, I, I couldn't get annoyed at anything because I didn't think anything happened unironically. Yeah. Like the whole, like a guy turning up and saying like, yeah, I'm from an organization called Gun struck me as such a silly joke, especially the fact, oh, that you just had the bit where like the, the priest guy had opened his Bible and he's got a gun in it. Hilarious. Yeah. That was really that funny. That was your biggest laugh of the whole film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that, was, that was genuine. I loved that stuff. So, so now what but we have But none of them is... actually had guns. Yeah. They were all tasers. They were all tasers. <laughs> yeah. But so what's you know what we've that's, got now? That's how sanitized the film. Yeah. And he did the side of the But what we've got now is we've now got the military bollocks from the first film that they decided to attach Doctor Robotnik to. Yeah. And now it's stupid. They've justified it. They've made it gun <laughs> <laughs> of all bloody things. But it- they didn't have to name it Gun, like, but that's but no. That's, they, that's the thing. that's like, we're in your head. It's only winding up justified because they attached that name to it when it's not any different now to what it ever was. It's the Gun it now. The difference is, I like it now. It. Yeah. <laughs> the difference is now. I don't, I, see, now I don't, I, fe- I don't need that. Now I feel like I've been. The, what the difference is is that in the first film, I felt like someone who doesn't understand what they're doing tried to make a film that had not serious stuff in it not they were never taking the military stuff seriously but that had that aspect to it like oh look at this big vehicle it, isn't it cool in this one it all came across as a joke and i got it this time whereas in the first one it came across as someone going like i'm making a joke do you get it and me going no you're not <laughs> this time i'm like Haha, it's gun <laughs> he's got a gun in his bible <laughs> but but the thing and this is where i get hung up i get yeah. Again, again, this is for detailed conversation for the end of it. Gun isn't a joke. Gun is the most pathetic attempt at real <laughs> drama that the Sonic series has has ever tried in video games. Yeah, they will. They yeah. They, it's very clear they're not gonna do the main <laughs> thing. Gun is known for, which is shooting a small ten-year-old girl <laughs> in the head. Exactly. You know? <laughs> but that's why I liked how they used it so much. Because, A, <laughs> they've essentially retconned all of the military presence of this series into just, oh, it's Gun from Sonic Adventure 2. I'm like, brilliant. But also, we know that's stupid. Like, <laughs> in this universe, the founder of Gun is this military general who's really into Olive Garden. <laughs> Like, that's what when gun is in this reality. Command on Dr. Gerald Robotnik. I mean, oh, look. I can't wait to see we, what they do. We'll that. come back to Dr. Gerald yeah. Robotnik <laughs> yes. at the end. But. Listen. What? Knuckles. Yeah. Knuckles. That's, we haven't talked about him. Come on. And Tails. I don't know how we're, however far we into this, and we literally haven't touched on these characters once yet. Right. So, Knuckles. Then. Knuckles. Knuckles. 
So I loved Knuckles in this. I thought they did a brilliant job of striking a balance between yeah. hard bastard Knuckles, who is a, a problem, and Himbo Knuckles from Sonic yeah. Boom. Yeah. They found a way to incorporate both of those in a way that I, I hope people don't get. Because there's, a, there's a, a faction of angry people about Himbo Knuckles out there who really have never accepted it. Uh, I saw them tweeting just the other day, I think. Yeah. This is why it's on my mind. I don't know what they'll think about this, but they're idiots anyway. Um, <laughs> I but... mean, the, the problem with Himbo Knuckles is Knuckles hasn't had respect put on his f***ing name for 20 years. We talked about it on the show, but it's basically, it's, it's, it's the problem that exists with a lot of Sonic characters in that when they're introduced, they're introduced to fulfill a purpose in the narrative of the game they're introduced in. Yeah. That is resolved at the end of the game. And then the, their whole raison d'etre is nullified yeah. And so Sega have spent 20 years acting like literally all Knuckles does is sit on the steps of that open-air altar. <laughs> and be conned by people. <laughs> I mean, does that even happen very often? I loved. I assume that happens all the time, or maybe am I wrong about that? No, that I can't think of any um, examples of that. Okay. No, right. people have just taken it to heart that, like, that's... Like, so in this game, there was a... Sorry. In this film, there yeah. was a... A cheeky reference to the fact that he likes grapes, which is... I liked... I had a little chuckle and a little clap. I was like, hey, grapes. Yeah, well done. I had a little chuckle. I didn't have a little clap. It was was a little bit too dropped in. That's his original character profile in the manual said he likes grapes. Okay. Um, Speaking... Speaking of manuals... The the Death Egg Robot manual. That was a funny bit. And not just because it was a reference to Mega Drive, or, or in this case, Genesis manuals. Yeah, you got to be specific. Yeah, because it's not what our manuals look like, no, but we get it. We sideways. Get it. Yeah, they should have refilmed it for the European <laughs> yeah, alternate cuts. Wouldn't yeah. have been hard. They should have. Like Pixar do. <laughs> anyway, Knuckles. Well, Grapes. I think people take these things a bit too much to heart. So when people have gone on about him being into grapes for years and they go on about him getting conned yeah. even though it, yeah it only really happened the once yeah people have thought of that as a main thing about his personality and i think incorrectly a lot of people assume that that's why they made him the silly one in yeah. uh, sonic boom it's not is that be- not why no it's because he's the big muscly one uh, it's funny okay like i mean i feel like they're there could be some degree of influence yeah i don't but, think so. but you i mean you're, you're quite right in that he is it's you know big dumb Muscle dude. That's it's a big yeah, dumb muscle dude. That's, that's what it's it is. The archetype, you know. Yeah. yeah, because you're not expected to know the lore of Sonic Three and Knuckles to watch Sonic <laughs> Boom as a five year old. Eh? It's just, it's yeah. just a good character. It's a funny character. Whereas in this, they made him wolf. He's just, yeah. he's a fish out of water here. The reason he's daft, the reason he's not stupid but stupid, is because <laughs> he's not at home and he doesn't understand this new world, which Sonic does because he spent ages getting into its pop culture and stuff. So he's a fish out of water, and. The, the final ingredient that they put on that is the fact of how he keeps saying, like, you dishonor your race yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And it just, like, the wolf stuff. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's good stuff. And, and, but they also keep the whole idea that he is the last of his people and, and, and he grew yeah. up in isolation as yeah. well, you know. So, so uh, and, they, you know, they, they play that for a little bit more pathos for the character yeah. than, uh, than than you're even used to seeing. Oh, the squeak that came out of Abbey when baby knuckles showed up on the screen yeah we were we were having a bit of a discussion on the way back about whether there was anything in that uh flashback scene that we think ken penders could litigate over (laughs) well 
Can Panders owns the idea that Sonic has parents, so I'm sure James Marsden will be receiving a, a, a strongly worded letter anytime now. Oh. oh, so like the lawsuit goes to the person who plays the parent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, Worf was Dave's touchpoint for Knuckles. Mine was, I mean, he's Drax, Drax. the Destroyer as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they rarely go for a similar style of humor with... He is a big, strong guy, and yes, he has pathos, but also he's a doofus and he doesn't really understand my, what's going on. Another minor complaint I had about the dialogue at the end was that I thought I have conquered the, the second base was really funny. Yeah. And I thought base of ball was not. I thought that was rubbish. <laughs> You're just trying to make him sound like he can't talk, and that's not good. It's weird because the rest <laughs> of the film's not doing it. You know, it's only just in that last scene when he yeah, starts exactly, yeah, yeah. Thing, the, yeah. T- doing the old Starfire speak. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking Starfire, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess like that last scene is like oh he's now been introduced really aggressively to a load of earth customs that he's only just picking up so you can come up with a reason why but it's clear that they're just trying to drop in a new humour thing with you yeah. know like a new string to his bow humorously in that last scene that like I'm fine with but if they make another film I don't want him to be doing that the whole time that would yes. be the concern because that is Boom Knuckles. That is kind of like modern Knuckles. That's a lot of what he is now. But so you would like to think that a threequel would uh, would still be able to maintain the wharf stuff. I like this new Knuckles and the fact that we're getting a TV series apparently about him. Oh yeah, God. I find very promising. Ooh, I forgot about that for a second. That there. slapped you in the face. Like I saw Jahan react physically. Yeah, to I was like, jeez, yeah, no, like. What is that going to be? <laughs> yeah, I do not know. Abby, you were trying to say something. Yeah, but... Abby was going to say something. I just want to say that at the end, they make up for the base of ball bit because Knuckles gives Tails a little shoulder lift and it's oh. very sweet. <laughs> yes, there were many moments in this film where Abby did quite a high-pitched noise and there was the bit where Tails, Tails took Sonic, Sonic in with his Tails by accident. There was that bit. Oh, that was nice. There was baby <laughs> Knuckles, and there was Knuckles picking up Tails and just giving him a carry. Yeah. Yes. Very, very good <laughs> Sonic Tails Knuckles interaction. But, yeah, to stick on Knuckles for a while, um, here's something. Where do, where in the end do you think the accent was? I know, yeah. Hmm. Uh Mostly, mid-Atlantic, you know, uh, one mm. one of those, one of those yeah. Atlantic guys. What it was wasn't he trying to do? Yeah, it, it wasn't cottony. It was no. Idris Elba, sort of not not trying his hardest to do American. <laughs> you think <laughs> you he know, was I've trying seen him to try do American? Hard and I've seen him not I, try at all, and it was somewhere in between. I felt two. like he was trying not to do American in a room where everyone he talked to that day was American. That's yeah. what it sounded like to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. To me, I think maybe he was trying to do something to evoke the concept of tribal warrior. Uh-huh. But in a non-nationally specific yeah. way. So yeah. it's sort of a lot of talk like yeah. this. I am yeah. I am Knuckles and yeah. I am from the island. <laughs> yeah, but it's like... I do not chuckle. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but he also doesn't want to commit to like doing, you know, potentially some kind mm. of ethnically insensitive, yeah. Yeah, specific accent. Yeah. So he just ends up in the middle of like nowhere, but mostly British, but also not yeah, quite... Yeah, mostly British is what I was going to say, because it really, re- it, to me, it read not so much like he was doing an accent as, yeah. as he was doing a speech pattern yeah and otherwise just talking as he normal in his normal voice and a deeper register than he would normally yeah yes, i think yeah. so i can't tell with a lot of it how much of the way that knuckles succeeds is 
just the casting, which is fantastic. Mm. Yep, it's a good, good job, <laughs> or yeah. the writing. Because I think, I mean, I think it's both, honestly. Like, because yeah. the voice is, the, like, you know, let's all be clear. The voice is brilliant. Mm. Like, mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. the voice works absolutely perfectly, I think. Like you've all said, I like this sort of, this, this spot they land between hard-ass and doofus. And he's also, like, they also hit the right balance between, like, he's a genuinely imposing character. Yeah. But he's also very cute because he's knuckles. (laughs) Like, you know, like, you know, we we went to see it with another of Abby and Dave's friends. And like, Mm. she was making the point that it's like, there's always this funny disconnect between when you see a shot of him looking very imposing with his glower and his glowing eyes. And then it cuts to a shot where you can see just how small he yeah. is compared to the people. Yeah, he's little. He's just there a little. definitely a couple of shots in there, though, where I'm thinking specifically of the one where he's hanging off the side of the egomatic, uh-huh. where uh, that was one of those dodgy CGI shots where yeah, there was definitely nothing there. Carrie was <laughs> yeah. just waving around in front of a screen and they were CG and everything. Because he looked as tall as Carrie in that shot. Yeah, I, th- uh, I feel like his size did change a couple of times. So, are you saying that Knuckles was acting in front of a green screen in that scene? <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there were there were, like that whole scene where it's Robotnik and Stone in mm. their little kind of briefing room in the Mean Bean Coffee Shop with Knuckles there. I just found Knuckles very precious throughout yes. that whole scene. Like I like there was such a long shot of Robotnik and Stone talking with Knuckles glaring in the background. Just in the background you can see his little yeah. angry face. Yeah. Like, for ages. <laughs> <laughs> I like the whole thing where he was reading the text. That the was the screen. scene, wasn't it? It, it was, was that... just after he'd done his dot dot dots. And then to me, like again, look at this the next time you see the film. But it's the scene where like Robotnik is like aggroing at the little hologram of Sonic. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ro- Knuckles is just at the front of that scene, looking on at what's going on with this very intense little frowny face. <laughs> he's really scrutinizing this little hologram. He's small. He's got a real kind of scowl on, and it's mm-hmm. like I re- I was on the cusp of nudging you and pointing and being like, look at Knuckles' little face. And then it cut to a different bit. So next time you see it, look Look at at Knuckles' little little face. face. That's what Knuckles' resting face should be. Just a sort of... Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, no, like... It was was essentially an unqualified success when it comes to Knuckles. Like... I I haven't a single note, I don't think. They didn't... They didn't not do anything. He climbed up a wall. He climbed up a wall. He climbed up a wall. That was it. Wasn't I was that like, great? doing the thing. <laughs> I, I knew he wasn't going to glide. Yeah, so no, no, that's fine. It was all good. You know, he climbed up a wall with his knuckles. Yeah. yeah. What do you, what, what, what do you freaking want? Nice bit where he threw Sonic at the end when they were all working together. Yeah. He threw Sonic forward. Oh, yeah, so he did. Is that a Sonic thing? Sort of. It's in Sonic Heroes, Sonic Hero, which yeah. is bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. They are the team in Sonic Heroes, right? That's, sorry, yeah, Abby, that's yeah. the face I do when I'm thinking of the amount of work I'm going to have to do because you won't come over here. Yes, you did. Because when Knuckles climbed up that wall, that was the same scene where Tails first carried Sonic with his did little tails. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that was going on. He's going up the wall. Oh, it was lovely. I loved yeah. that bit. And also I love the, the sort of scrambly run they have him do where he kind of half yeah, drags I, I, himself I didn't along the ground. expect Knuckles to have speed 
mm. you know, um, and he didn't have sonic speed, but but he shouldn't, you know. But a I, criticism but... that I had was the introduction of Tails' scene, where he essentially like became an orange streak going through the forest. I don't think that's justified by anything else about Tails in this film, uh, or any other version of Tails. He like he True. became a laser beam of yellow flying along, but. That was the post-credit scene from the first film. Yeah, but did they do that bit? Yeah, really, they did. But, um, so, no, but I mean, they reshot that because he didn't have a backpack in the in no. The but scene. him zooming <laughs> off—they reshot through... that. They got tails back in again. <laughs> <laughs> but him zooming off across the forest with the orange okay, trail fine. was from the original. They right. committed yeah, to that decision enough, two years ago the, and had to know, stick with it. No, I don't think they had to stick with it because there was loads of stuff. Well, okay, they did. This is actually different. Uh, did you notice there was so many bits where we'd seen a shot already in the trailer, but it was actually remarkably. Oh. Different. Oh, tons yeah. of stuff. Yeah, that seemed. But that. But even watching the trailer, I thought this is mm-hmm. this is not how this is going to be in the film. Because like in the trailer, you have Sonic and Tails introducing themselves to each other. Oh, yeah. While on the biplane to yeah. go and attack the robot, and I'm like, well, the robot is clearly the end yeah. of the film. So that's just not how this is going to be. Now, I will say the trailer version of Do I Look Like I Need Your Power is better than what's in the finished film. Yeah, agreed. It's in the middle of a really cool action scene in the trailer, whereas mm. in the movie it's like... They're he, in the house that he, shouldn't he, be it's in the in, it's, in, it's in James Marsden's <laughs> living room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, there, there's like a bookshelf and an HD <laughs> and a 4K TV in yeah. the background of it. That's not really where I would envisage Sonic <laughs> and Knuckles having their first meeting. Yeah. But that's the nature of this film. Yeah. Um, I mean, does anyone have any further Knuckles notes? That uh, note no, starts I mean, with a K just, there as well. It's just great. You know, it was a total success. They yeah. put respect on the character's name. Basically, everything everybody thought based off that first trailer, when everybody got really excited to see yeah. Knuckles being presented as a competent threat again, yeah. they did it. Yeah. And they also, that was the thing that really struck me. Was you, you said it already. They managed to strike the balance. Yeah between that and what what modern and i feel that they did the same thing for tails and we'll move on to tails yes so what i was gonna say (laughs) is that i um i i kind of i'm gonna have to say this in the form of a confession i suspected i wasn't gonna like tails's voice in this because i thought that too much has been made about Mm -hmm. how they've hired the correct voice the actual voice of tails is in things and i was going yes but and I like that voice, and no, no shade, but there is a difference between a video game voice performance and a movie voice performance. Yeah, yeah, 100%, and yeah. no, it was great. Yeah, yeah, that- she did a good job. Listen, I've had a crush on Colleen O'Shaughnessy for over twenty years, <laughs> so I am not objective in this regard. Who, who was she when you had a crush on her twenty years ago? Sora from Digimon. Uh. Um, I'm just like really happy to see her doing yeah. a film, yeah. and she did a press tour thing. I saw photos on Facebook, and it's like it's the first time she's ever done it, and I'm like, hey. yeah, good on you, and good she, on you. She's managed to net herself a really prominent credit for it as well, mm-hmm. which is very unusual. Like, yeah. and I, I sort of feel like part of that is. Um, driven by this movie series as hyper reactivity to what fans want yeah because mm-hmm. she wasn't initially credited on no, the poster and stuff because yeah. why would she be yeah why yeah, would she we, be exactly you know like, Tika Sumter wasn't on the poster yeah yeah. No, yeah exactly but it's like the, a few years ago when the avengers endgame poster came out and denai guerrera wasn't credited on the poster even though she was pictured on the poster and all the fans mm. were like you forgot denai guerrera off the credits and it's like 
Did that, you? Yeah, they didn't because that's not how like movie credits. She's in the film for thirty seconds. Exactly. You know? Yeah, and that's it's, how it works. It's it's not how poster credits work. That's like a very. I was specific... genuinely surprised when they brought out a corrected poster because yeah, I was yeah. pretty sure there were like literally like fees and legalities yes. and contracts yeah, actually demanded who gets on a poster. Yeah, absolutely. And there are presumably like I, I, as I understand it, part of who goes on the poster is that it's like yeah, their agent has organized yeah. this, and part of it is that they're not. That's not credits. That's not giving you credit for the people who worked on the film. That's no, an advertisement. It's a draw. They're yeah, going. Yeah. They're going. Jim Carrey's in this. Come and see it yeah. if you like him. It's billing. It's not crediting. Yeah. You know. It's like and who who gets top billing, or who gets like you know like there's so many like contractual wranglings about who gets top billing, mm. who gets the with, and mm. who gets the and or featuring. Yeah. And kind I was of very credits. surprised at the end of this film that it was with Idris Elba rather than him. Being one of the main, oh well, no, the, that's the, a... the, the the. It's not that being the with or the and doesn't mean you're not one of the main ones. It's like it felt that way that... in this credit sequence. I thought it was small and late. No, it it, it, no, no, it it's because it's the last name you see. It's the yeah. one that sticks with you. It's actually oh. a real pride of place credit. And it did. To be fair, yeah, okay. It's like I remember, like uh, again, Avengers. Infinity War, like Chris Pratt, yeah, got the so. and credit at the end, yeah, and like, well, yeah, that makes sense. But he, but he's like quite prominent in that film. But he'll have negotiate, he or his team will have negotiated for that mm. because that's actually a very prominent credit mm, to be right, the right. and. Oh, you see, see, I've always thought of it as being like and I guess you know no. I've never realised nah, it was the other way. bigger that's, to that's be it idea. is yeah it is I actually quite a big one I think that's what it was mm. but yeah but you think that because you remember the various TV sitcom credits yes. that you used to see back in the 90s yes. where it would always was and Jason Alexander as George well, and they would yeah. credit the character <laughs> name for some reason what I'm thinking of is the fact that we're having a DS9 watch through right now yeah. and so it'll go yeah and Wei Oom's in this one as well at the end of the credits on the intro yeah. so you're like alright okay and you go woo <laughs> and you go woo <laughs> but again like there's such complex negotiation around that yeah. but I always thought it was a bit naive when fans yes. were like yeah. oh you, for- yeah. you forgot to put the- they didn't forget yeah. but yeah. and the, you know p- critics aren't specifically calling her, her out by name be- for a reason like you know it's it, you know we are because she she wound up doing a very good job on she it. did uh, but like I'm happy for her that through whatever means she's ended up getting a like billing on this yeah you know she's on bus adverts yeah. she's like in the the cast role list in you know like she, she's she's not just in the kind of the the, the list list yeah. she gets a she yeah, gets yeah. her she, own splash she gets up in the billing at the thing yeah. yeah i mean i still i mean how did it happen that's the question i mean she i mean i mean i think the answer is that it happened because they got her in to do that tales is one line in the post credits yeah of that because that scene was probably not in the original cut of that movie. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and they didn't so, so they didn't have a celebrity contracted, mm-hmm. and uh, I think they probably just sort of realized, given the feedback and the as you say the hyper reactivity and the back and forth that was going on with that film, that they couldn't get away with recasting, recasting her. Something, yeah. something about getting Tom Holland in. Or <laughs> something about these two films. They have a character that no other films have, where it's like hyperreactivity of the audience is one part of it, but the offshot of that is like, it's almost like they're blowing the whole thing open. Like, we thought you can't change who goes on a poster because yeah. it's important. Yeah, you can. It's a poster there. Da, 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 yeah, da, yeah. Print. You can't redesign the a, main whole, yeah, a main character just before the film comes out. Yeah, you can. Yeah, They've done it. And we you can. And we know that, like, do you remember when No Way Home came out? And, um, 
I saw a few tweets where people were like, check this out. And two illegal cam versions of the film yeah. had completely different special effects. <laughs> like, the film was out in the cinema, and yeah. they were redoing the special effects and just quietly sending it to the cinemas. Patching it. Yeah. and Like, normally, like they did with cats. Yes. And normally yeah. you wouldn't notice that, but because people are camming it, yeah. they, like, I don't know if that's the word. I've made it sound like they're doing OnlyFans, but you know <laughs> what I mean. They, we, we were able to see that. So, like, actually... I mean, I'm pretty sure that sort of thing has been happening. Yeah. For decades it's just oh, sure. we're only now in an age where we're well, we, able I, to i know it is like i've got a friend who's massively into like trying to reconstitute the original cut of stuff and he's telling me about like oh yeah yeah so four weeks after the original star wars was released they changed this and they, t- and they you know what i mean he knows yeah. about these things mm-hmm. yes it always happened well but the sonic series has this character to it where it's like they feel a bit more malleable and homemade and open yeah. to suggestion and open to pe- it, it's almost like open day you're allowed to go and have a look around yeah. and that is really interesting it's just a characteristic of the series i think it's because it worked for them yeah. the first time and frankly it was the thing that saved the whole project yeah. so yeah, i think they're yeah. kind of committing to it now it's like if we keep doing that maybe it'll keep bringing in the goodwill and so far so good yeah, yeah. i think there's a point where it will Sorry, it's end of podcast discussion again. I think I think the next movie could kind of be the the turning point, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but tales though. Yeah, good. Uh, no, there was a bit in this one, Dave. You and I had already discussed it briefly back when the trailer came out, where you had a very negative reaction to the sight of them going into a bar or a tavern somewhere. Yeah, because it did feel like um, it's this bit again. No, I was I did not have that immediate negative reaction because I simply did not believe that they'd literally just be doing that again. Yeah, yeah. And then the scene started, and after a bit, I was like, "Oh my god, they they actually are just doing this again." Yeah, you know. And then it turned into a dance yeah. off, and I was like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> and then now, Dave, maybe you'll agree with me, and maybe you won't. But did you get like? Martin Adams vibes off of Tails and Sonic, like boogieing down together and just hanging out and having a good time together. A bit. The first person who I know that saw it DM'd me as soon as they got home to basically say, like, I thought it was good, no spoilers, I thought it was good. And I think you'll like the bit where Sonic and Tails enter a scene in a way that I felt was very Martin Adamsy. And I don't know what scene that was meant to, to be but it, I bet it was that one yeah that I turned out to really like that scene that was yes. some silly shenanigans and again it was one of those things where I was laughing at their jokes at the jokes they wanted me to laugh at like the bit yeah. where the guy rips his shirt off and does a pose and he has a tattoo of himself tattoo doing that pose yeah. that was great <laughs> I thought he was really I mean, funny my, my initial reaction to the whole thing going into the bar was like hmm it's hard to like describe exactly the emotion but I was like I've been telling myself and there's the proof on the screen this is a live action movie yeah we we can't have these protracted things where it's just the CGI characters wandering around in a CGI environment because this is not an animated film yeah there's gonna be people in this and here are the people and I was like but then they did a dance off, and I was like, "Oh, okay, hold on." It turned into a bit of a snuggly duckling. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right. Because what I thought it yeah, was, I thought so. Do you understand that reference? Yes, I understand yeah, okay. that reference. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like when they were saying, "Right, 
My heart sank a little bit when they were saying like... Will the audience understand that reference? <laughs> <laughs> they, might, they may or may not. Everybody, if you haven't watched Tangled, it's time. Yes. It's a very good film. Um, when they were going like, oh, there's a... What was it? Icelandic? Where were they? Siberia. Was Siberian. Uh, there's an old Siberian um, tradition. And I'm like, oh, no, that I bet there isn't. And this is going to be really dodgy. And then it was all a joke. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It all always resolved to be a joke in a way that I liked, not in a way that I hated. Like in the first one where, yeah, the bar was all a joke then. Yeah. I don't know the difference. I just felt like it was made for people with senses of humor this time. I'll tell you what I saw the difference as being. Uh-huh. Like, in the first film, it was, that bar scene was, it was a bit of business to showcase a couple of things. Like, one, it was a show-off of his speed power, and number two, it was a bonding scene between him and James Marsden. Mm -hmm. But everything about the construction of that felt quite generic. It felt like the setting was generic, the type of antics were generic, the speed power scene, as we discussed, was Mm -hmm. a bit generic. It wasn't the right kind of speed power for Sonic. Generic, but derivative. And it was Sonic. That was another good laugh. I can't die like this. It would be derivative. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, the um, and it was all in service of Sonic bonding with the generic man. Yeah, who's in the film? Yeah, this scene. It felt like it had a lot more specificity. It felt like it was a lot more kind of like directed and considered. Like it was the sense of humor about it was fresher. It was it was more surprising. But fundamentally, it was about Sonic and Tails becoming friends. Yeah, that's it. That's the thing. Yeah. That was like because up to that point in the film, I was concerned about how they were doing Tails. Not in the depiction of the character necessarily, but as far as the buy-in to the character was yeah. going, I was like, "What's his deal? Yeah. Are you gonna tell me his deal or not?" Or yeah, because he just was there. You know just... one like him because he's tails. He turned up, but in a in a position of power over Sonic that I felt yeah. a little bit weird about. Um, it was almost like the the film felt beholden to the post credit scene, but didn't have any anything planned out for the character be- beyond that as an explanation. But then. But then they got the little sit down together. And it turns out that Tails is just his biggest fanboy. Yes. Yeah. And it was great. That was so good. That's, all the, all that's the, perfect. That's all the fanboy all stuff he kept saying, be. like, oh, only Sonic would do a joke yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, they, they, it's good, this, isn't it? Yeah. They got, they got it. it. They got it right. I, I, and I wasn't, you know, concerned about Knuckles. Knuckles was pretty much, you know, the trailers had made clear yeah. the movie was going on. But with Tails. Uh, we were, I don't know, what that's what, half an hour into the film when they're in Siberia? And I was like, you know, we've, we've gone half an hour now and I don't feel like I've, they've given me anything well, to go on with Tails here. But then it all fell into place. Part of yeah. part of the worry that me and you would have had, Chris, as we were watching it, is the fact that, like, nobody's got Tails right for a very long time. So, like, they could have... Well, they as could far have... as you and I see it, but that's why yeah. I talk about the balance again, because this is able to do cute little fan of Sonic... Yeah. And, and I mean, the whole scene in, in turn is about Sonic helping to sort of bring Tails into having the fun of the dance when Tails doesn't want to get involved, you know? Exactly. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, that's that's good Sonic it worked back and forth. But we also get inventor Tails. That, yeah. That, that, that's that the thing. That's what I mean. People like, born they after would have, 1995. No. They would have had a good... Um, they would have had a, a claim to say they did Tails correctly if he was like this boffin inventor who was really, really confident and like didn't have time for any of Sonic's... Do you know what I mean? 
they, that, like, there is, the only thing about Tails now is he's an inventor, and that's not what I want from a Tails. I want a Tails <laughs> who's a little pal to Sonic and thinks he's cool. And they did both. They, they, they yeah. did both. They got yeah. it right again. They, they really have, tr- they got, with these two characters, they, you know, ran the gamut. Mm, they yeah. did enough stuff to balance out the classic and the modern depictions. Uh, uh, to, yeah, I mean, it's, it's remarkable, honestly. Mm. And it's all there in that bar scene. Like, yeah. the scene where, the scene where, like, it could have all fallen apart. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> instead, it's this crucible in which the friendship of Sonic and Tails is formed, and you see it from beginning to end. And it sets up the multiple Tails hologram thing for use in the fight later on. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And you get right, the yeah. sense that maybe that was the genesis of that scene, rather than... We've got to have a scene in a bar because we're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. And, like, honest to God, again, just for an additional bit of, like, you know, a feeling that, like, yeah, but you're, I feel like you're pulling from things that are now specific enough mm-hmm. that I don't feel like this is a generic part. It's like, yes, okay, it's a dance-off scene, but it's like, yeah, but I don't necessarily feel like that's just a generic part of a kid's film. What this makes me feel like is that I'm watching... Turtles too. Mm, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's Sonic putting on a big pair of shades. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Exactly. Which but, he did, didn't he? Yes. he? Him and the dog put on a pair of yes. shades. There was that bit at the start where they were left alone, and I'm like, are they just going full risky business on this? And then <laughs> and he slides. Yeah. But they don't do the music from Risky Business. No. And I'm like. Wait, you, okay. <laughs> there was a moment, by the way. I think it was the dance, the dance off, um, where it was it the dance off where the song used was that uptown funk. uptown funk. Yeah, yeah. At the end of at the conclusion of that scene, a small child in front of us, two, three years old, very, very little, went, "I like that song." <laughs> <laughs> Wise child. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like because I, I, I coming into the film, I did. I did think it was going to be a risk and a challenge to have this version of Tales that didn't previously know Sonic. Yes. Like, yeah. I mean, that, that was my question off the me. end of the first one is like, he's arrived yeah. here, but he's not going to know him. Mm. He won't have any reason to know him. How does their relation? And they find a way. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. they get it up to speed very quick. And, there was a little, like, there was, oh, it didn't last very long, and I kind of would have liked it to last longer uh-huh. f- for your guys' sake. But, like, when, in those first few scenes when Sonic doesn't really know Tails, there's that little hint of friction. Uh-huh. A little hint of, like, you know, Sonic being a bit like, who's this guy? And I'm actually going to be a little bit kind of dismissive of him. And like you I don't know, remember that I there were there were little threads where it's like the the bit I can remember is just you know tails being like oh do you trust me it's like no obviously oh I, yeah, yeah obviously good, yeah. I don't you've li- I've known you for I two minutes yeah. just met you yeah. yeah and like um I was kind of thinking if they continue this for longer and uh-huh. like they could have like a good ten minutes of Sonic being annoyed by tails yeah and then that. Uh, that would be perfect for you guys mm, yeah. and your cold hearts. Yep. Where you, where you, you know, where you're, you're, um, you're brought up on this sociopathic media where yes. Sonic is awful <laughs> yes. and hates Tails yes. and hates everyone. That's and right. Yeah. I've I've not That's read the Twitter comic, but I've seen me, yeah. I've seen some pretty oh, damning yes. 
some pretty damning screen caps on Twitter, and I gotta say, yeah. uh, the S, the Fleetway Sonic, he doesn't seem like a nice guy at all. So I thought that would have been perfect. Just call him Fleetway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's supersonic. Oh, yeah. yeah right. Not regular it's sonic. It's so stupid that I can't keep it straight in my head what it is. <laughs> I have to say, though, like, just generally speaking, there there were enough STC vibes yeah. in this that I got on with very yep. well. You know, obviously, you know, beyond the successful depictions of Tails and Knuckles mapping with that, Dr. Robotnik gaining the power of the Chaos Emeralds the to Supreme warp reality. The Supreme High you know? Robotnik! <laughs> no, that's not, an, that's not STC vibes. You just did that. That's something else entirely. But I thought, like, you know, and just to skip ahead a little bit, like, the most... that I thought for a second, when watching it, at the end, uh-huh. with Supersonic, uh-huh. when, yeah, when they went into the whole, oh, mm-hmm. he's not the Sonic you know anymore. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, are they going to do... Are they going to yep. do STC Crazy Supersonic? And then they made a joke of it, and it was a pretty yeah. good it joke. It was a really funny yeah, yeah. joke. But the implication was enough for me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, so you got you got a little bit to chew on there. Because yeah. <laughs> it did mean that in the in this film, turning super is a dangerous thing that not just anyone can do, yeah. but Sonic got it under control. Yeah. That's it's all cool I require. Enough to yeah. do. That's fine. As long as he's not just a yellow man that's the same, fine. Yeah. I mean well, that's I mean, we've chatted on the thing before though about how what the Chaos Emeralds do is a bit Yeah. yeah. But when it's simply presented as reality manipulation mm-hmm. uh, as it is in STC and functionally as it is in this yep. um, you know that, that works for me yeah. but then as they do in Japan in the games when they give it a name as if to limit it and call it chaos control yeah. <laughs> as if it's something with definable traits and limitations yeah. and then it just shadow just sort of shoots forward faster and that's how he <laughs> does it you know like <laughs> Here they made it. Yeah. Th- this was quite Dragon Ball-y, if I'm well, not mistaken, yes. right? Uh, yes. What they did yeah, here. Well, yeah, people always. I, mean, I don't. I, mean, I don't think they've ever, you know, 100% officially confirmed it. But you know, seven magical objects turns you and big glowing golden hair. Yeah. I mean, the the way I look at it is that turning yellow and your hair pointing up is yeah. to Japanese people as having a cape and a pair of underpants <laughs> on is to us. <laughs> It's like, that's how yeah. you draw turning super and getting powers. So. And then all the rocks around you are levitating yeah. and stuff. I yeah, don't yeah. know that that's true, but... But yeah, I just wanted to go quickly back to to Tails and a point that I think uh, Dave and I started making, but I don't think we necessarily saw it through okay. to the conclusion. Mm. Um, just the thing where going in, I think you and I were maybe a little sceptical about the idea of bringing Colleen O'Shaughnessy back from the games because of this idea. Because it's a different form of it, voice acting. It's a different form of yeah. voice acting. It's a different type of performance that is yeah. called for. And, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely happy to say that, no, she she knocked it out of the park. She did... And fitted she, in. She fitted in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. she wasn't not doing her Tails voice, but she was modulating it yeah. for the kind of more naturalistic... Yeah, yeah, she was... Yeah. She, yes, she was performing at... What what I will arrogantly call a higher level in this film than I'm used to in games and things like that. In games and anime yeah. dubs, let's be yes. clear, you know. Yeah. And I don't that's mean it, her. That's it, you know. So- one of the problems with Sonic cartoons, Sonic Boom in particular, I've always thought is that everyone always sounds like they're doing ADR work, even when they're not, and that she didn't sound like that. No, 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 great performance. Again, though. It is one that I think is made possible by the fact that they have committed to the idea that these cart- these characters look like cartoon characters. Yes. yes. And that when they're interacting, it's quite 
it's definitely on the cartoonish end of what you could yeah. do in a live action film. So therefore, you can bring in this video game and ADR or like or, or, or anime voice actress to come and do this in a way that maybe you couldn't have if this was the naturalistic version of Sonic that we've agreed cannot actually be made. Yes. I just also wanted to kind of say, like, to pick on a debate that I see around a lot of this. I've kind of got, like, two schools of thought competing at the same time with regard to when you make a movie of something and you recast the voice actor. Because, yeah. like, on the one hand, I absolutely agree with this whole thing that, like, dedicated voice actors do not get the credit they deserve, mm -hmm. especially in recent years that's kind of just got worse and worse. It's taken by the general public and indeed by a lot of normal screen actors that voice acting is this lesser thing yeah. and that like of course when one of them swans in they're heightening the form or it's it's easy for them to do it whereas it's you know Tara Strong's job to do that and it's like you know a voice like a regular person actor can slum it and do a voice kind of thing yeah. and I don't like any of that stuff no but it, it, it is its own very specific discipline that not everybody can do and there's a ream of animated movies from decades past that, yep. that prove that outright like, yeah, that, a norm, that a regular screen actor cannot just stroll in and, and do a successful voice performance absolutely not yeah. no, and Ben Schwartz as much as he is a screen actor I mean he's got a big share of, of yeah. voice acting in, uh, yes. in recent years and it's because he can do it so, yes. so does idris elba at this stage at this point yeah although i'm still not uh, totally convinced of his voice acting chops to be honest he worked at knuckles but that's because there was a he worked for knuckles i was going to say not to imply that he didn't work at it yeah but um uh because there's a sort of halting awkwardness to knuckles yeah. as a character as a performance anyway yeah uh, but it's, it's but... A, a big part of the joke that yeah. lands successfully in this film has to do with it being idris elba like that's true yep yeah. yeah ben schwartz is clearly a better voice actor than idris elba yeah. is like no yes, no yes. question but i just i just the, the point i wanted to make was just that like i don't want that debate to cloud the idea though that you know, if you're making a new adaptation of something, I'm not necessarily averse to the idea of like, well, let's see another oh, yeah. actor's take on the character. Yeah, sure, yeah. Because yeah. that's what we've ended up enjoying so much as Ben uh, about Ben Schwartz's Sonic yeah. and Idris Elba's Knuckles. Because ben, like, ben Schwartz has proved himself in, just in the first film, but it's, I would say, especially perhaps in this one with me, that like, he should have always done the voice of Sonic eventually in something whatever happened. Yeah. Like, if there hadn't been a film, he would have been the the best Sonic in the next cartoon or whatever. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, there, was that, so there was that thing recently where it looked like Roger Craig Smith wasn't yeah. coming back, and I, I felt pretty sure that's because Ben Schwartz. Yes. Regular cartoon actor yeah, Ben yeah. Schwartz, who acts in cartoons anyway, was going to be cast in the Netflix show. Yeah, same. And if so, great! But, but apparently not. Oh, so. no. That's uh, a shame because like, I would like that, and it yeah. would create could be absurdity. Nothing, nothing against Roger, whatever his name is, but mm. it just would work. I don't know. Listen, I don't. I'm not expected to know the names of cartoon actors in things I don't watch. Okay, so yeah, but Chris said it not ten seconds ago. Yeah, I wasn't listening then. <laughs> Roger Craig Smith. Yes, yes, yes Roger Craig Smith. Yes. Um, you know, it's funny though when we're talking about Sonic though. I, I, like I absolutely enjoy uh, uh, Schwartz as Sonic. Yeah, but I have 
have to say, when I was, I think it was perhaps the fact that I was seeing Sonic interact with uh, characters and creatures, say, of his own world, of his yeah. own kind, you know, versus the inherent weirdness of, of Sonic interacting with a human in the first one. And it's like, do you know what it, what it occurs to me that this version of Sonic does kind of feel like he's lacking is... And and this is pretty huge when I really stop and say it like this. Mm-hmm. He's not cool in the slightest. Mm. No. Well, this he's is actually a massive dork. <laughs> this has been my. I've I've said this on the last one. I said it in the car. I really like this version of Sonic the Hedgehog that they've created, but it is the antithesis of the character Sonic the Hedgehog. It, mm. Name a single thing about this version. Or about Sonic the Hedgehog. There's nothing in common with them, apart from the way they look. But I like both of them, so I'm comfortable having both of them. Yeah, this version is like a needy dork. (laughs) Yeah. Whereas Sonic is the... the, Like, the whole plot of the first one was that he needed people and he needed a family. Sonic is the most independent character invented in my lifetime for anything. Like, that's the the point of it. Well, the first one, I think, worked because... It was really more about him sort of opening up to the idea mm-hmm. of needing someone because he had a whole life on his own and everything. And yeah. He was independent and he was actually quite full of swagger. Uh, yeah, but he was lonely, in, wasn't in he? It was a swagger movie. to cover he up was loneliness. Lonely, but that's okay, I think. Yes, yeah, so that is. Can, I think you can, you can do that uh, without compromising. No, the, and you can do that. And if that, that, yeah. it, uh, we like it when they do that in STC. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but. There really wasn't much in the way of swagger in this one. He mm. was just a dork. He was a Ben Schwartz dork character. He yeah. was Dewey, you know. He he he. Well, no, Dewey without the swagger, you know. There, <laughs> there was uh, yeah. Uh, because they really leaned. Into, I mean, and I, and I'll be I'll be fully frank with this. You joked about Camp Anders sending letters earlier. <laughs> I didn't like the way they lent in textually yeah. to the idea that they're literally his parents. Mm-hmm. That's a bit no, odd. I'm not down on that. The idea of found family, that's cool and all. The idea that together they make up a family unit. To actually have them refer to him as their kid mm-hmm. and for him to actually treat them as his parents. Uh, I mean, part of it part of it may be that it leans too much into the idea of actually putting a number on Sonic's age and treating him like he is a child. That's like part of it. I'll tell which... you what another part of it was. When they kept doing all those fist bumps, and it was, what's the family name? Wachowski? Yeah. Wachowski, yeah. He is Sonic Wachowski in this film. That's who <laughs> he is. Functionally, yeah. And I don't yeah. want no, Sonic to have a second wasn't... name, and I don't yeah. want it to be a human name if he is, if he's got one, you know? Oh, man, what are, what are Sonic's parents? What are the Fender's parents called again? Oh, God, I don't know. Bernice and Jules. Jules and Can't imagine if they called these characters Bernice. that. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. This is another thing I was thinking of during the film, is that my complaints about the human cast actually would have been tampered in some way if they were versions of something from Sonic in some way. Yes, including if his name was Chris Thorndike. Because <laughs> at least that, <laughs> it's a version of something I don't like, but at least it's something from Sonic. Chris's so, like, face imploded when you said that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? Like how I do. I yes, I find like the, I, so. So mm. the, the 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 version the, that makes me feel a lot of complicated. The comparison I always have to go back to is that is the Turtles film, which is perhaps the the best example in my lifetime of, of like a, a film, a, a film uh, of a cartoon I was into being turned into a film. And in that, I did not remember the character of Casey Jones when mm. I watched that. That's true. So that at the time, I was just like, what, what, why is this film so much about them hanging around with this man? And then, 
as I grew up, and I'm like, oh, no, it's fine. That was a version of something from Turtles. Yeah. And yeah. Well, it's right out of the Mirage comics. Oh, yeah. So, therefore, I kind of think that if Stone had been called Snively, I would have accepted him sooner, because, yes, it would be an, a version of something I'm not into, but it would have a precedent. The problem with well, the first... I mean, I think we've already got the proof of that, haven't we? In the course of this two hours, in the fact that you suddenly now accept the military men because they called yes. them gone. Yes. Yes. Whereas yes. I didn't yes. have although, that issue before. Yeah. Although, if anyone has any doubt, I'm not saying that because I'm a, a, you know, a fan of gun and I'm happy to see No, them. I was going to say, because those are from the worst bits. <laughs> no, it's literally just because it, it, was, it, it turns them silly and yeah. therefore I can accept them and it's funny. But yes. Anyway, that was a digression from what? Where were we? Um, I think it was just discussing the strange nature of the way Sonic is characterised and his Mm. relationship with these human people, which I agree is... It's odd. It's odd because it's Sonic, and it's an odd way to take Sonic. You can do fine family without being so literal about it. You can, Mm. but as I say with basically every aspect of this, uh, both of these two films... (laughs) I go with it because I feel like they mean it. Mm. And I feel like that it's performed with a certain amount of, like, just sort of, like, actually quite likable guilelessness. Yeah. Where they're just... Le- I said this in the previous yeah. podcast, that, like, look, you are making me buy into this version of this story where Sonic the Hedgehog wants James Marsden to be his dad. <laughs> and, like, but you're presenting it to me with a lot of honesty. And, like, like I feel like you mean it when you say it. So, therefore, I'm kind of, like, I'm a bit swept up in it. I'm a bit, like... Yeah, but you're making it seem really nice. <laughs> right. So I'm sort of okay with it, even though that's weird. The... It is weird, and I agree it's weird. I agree that's weird, and I agree that the fact that Sonic yeah. in these films is this this needy, lonely, yeah. little nerd kid. I think that there is more cool to him than maybe you give him credit for insofar as it's that he's cool, but he's, he's one of these... Like Dewey in in DuckTales or whatever, or various other Ben Schwartz characters, he's a guy who's mostly cool in his own head. Like, Mm. he thinks... Yes, yes. Yeah, and, yeah, Abby's raised a good point there. He's cool to Tails. Mm. That's true. Like, Tails thinks... Tails completely buys into the idea that the things Sonic is, is doing are the raddest things. And, like, honestly, I kind of think that's enough on its own. And, like... It might be better. Maybe because it's funnier. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like. But the thing is, when you see, Sonic's supposed to be cool. Uh, no, yeah. that is not to say that Sonic did not do some <laughs> cool stuff in this. Oh yeah, yeah. running across the ocean. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. I mean, oh, you're talking about the STC vibes being real again. You know, that's real time racer halfway around the world in five seconds yeah. vibes, or yeah. Martin Adams out. Running the pace of history, stuff you know, feats of speed, which is what Sonic should be about. I was very satisfied with how many feats of speed and the right type of speed now. Mostly the right type of speed. I didn't like that before he did it. He hunkered down and switched on, like he switched his lights on before he did it. But that is my preference. Whatever, it's fine. Um, He said, "Gotta go fast" in a way that Mm. made like sort of a semantic sense in the moment. Yes, more so than the first movie. Mm. I was basically fine with it. (laughs) It was okay. (laughs) But what I mean is they've done work to fit it in. I mean, he did have to go fast. Hey, they put in another famous Sonic fan art. Did they? Yeah, I... Oh, the the robot that he made, yes. (laughs) Oh, okay. You know, he made a fake himself 
that its head rolled off. Oh yes, yes, and that was what? Just another drawing someone's done oh, of Sonic. I thought okay. it was. I, I wasn't hundred percent sure when I was looking at it, but I thought it probably. Yeah, was. It, yeah. Okay. I couldn't tell you exactly what it is actually, but it's just something I've seen before. I can picture the. Yes. Mm. I think we might be wrong about that. All I've seen is someone saying that it's a reference to Sanic again, but I don't think it is. It, it might even not be fan art. It might be like an actual Oshima but silly drawing of Sonic that it used to draw on things. Can't remember. Oh, this is bugging me now. Oh, we all know what drawing we're talking about. We just can't identify what it is. All right. You t- tell us, pedants. I think, though, the way they're going with Sonic is that, like... um. He's a guy who's on his way to being really cool. Like, I <laughs> yeah. like he'll get there. He will get well, yeah, there. Yeah, because they're especially highlighted in the end scene where you they the camera zooms out essentially and you realize that Sonic Tails and Knuckles are three boys that are friends. Yeah. They're children and and that's why it's so funny that Knuckles is the hardest warrior in the world as yeah. well. Like they're going to grow up and they're going to grow up together and with this relationship and that's that's pleasant. Yeah. Even even as much as I don't like when we put an age on Sonic, this film does. So given that it does, I'm comfortable with that being what happens with them. And- I liked how the first movie uh, implicitly did that without actually feeling the need to make it textual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like they they put it. There's like it was whatever it was 15 years or whatever the time gap. Yeah, yeah. Came through yeah. the ring and then jumped to the present day. And it was like so. Oh, okay, so he's he's like 15 or 16, and that's yeah. what he is, and that's fine. We don't have to talk about it. And the movie the movie didn't particularly play him as a child or as a teenager. Mm-hmm. It was just Sonic, and he was just in a movie. But then this one does this does this infantilizing yeah. thing I'm not into, you know. Yeah, Let's yeah. go get our kid. And I'm like, no, it's a hedgehog. Like. And he does <laughs> and he does seem I think younger in this one than he did in the first one even. Um, and then, yeah, being excited to be left in the house on his own for the first time. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Then he did no. some cool shit. He did. <laughs> he did. That's he ran yeah. Well, that's, I mean, yes, that's cool in a, in a very 90s way, actually. In a 90s teenager way. Um, oh, God, Dave's left. I mean, like, the fight with, when he was fighting with Knuckles in the in the temple, and yeah. he was doing, I don't know how Dave thought of it, it was kind of like he was doing homing attacks when he yeah. was slamming You mean when he was, like, pounding him into the again. floor? Yeah, yeah, yeah that doing, was cool. Uh, slam attacks. Yeah, but the thing is, like, those are the cool things he's doing in the course of the adventure. And that's mm. like, he's always going to do cool things in those scenarios. But, like, I think what you're looking for is things that just, like, make him outwardly cool. And An like, attitude. Yeah. I, he has attitude, but it's a different... Uh, n- not attitude. An attitude. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like... I mean, how do you feel within this framework of the opening scene where he's being a superhero, essentially? Because there's a coolness to what he's doing there. Yeah, that's... I'd almost... To be honest, I'd I'd kind of forgotten about that bit. It's so disconnected from everything else that goes on in the film. I'd kind of forgotten about it up until right now. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's pretty pretty Sonic-y stuff out there, trying to, you know, fight evil and defend the defenseless and all that, you know? And he's doing cool poses, you know, he's doing... Like, he's doing it stylishly. I liked him taking apart the lorry. Yeah. Yes, that's good. Feats feats of speed. That was good, smart, like... I know that feels like something Nigel Kitchen or Lou would have thrown mm-hmm. out. Uh, Absolutely, something weird with his speed to stop disaster. Yeah, 
That is nice. I just like, like as all, with all the speed stuff, I just like they didn't do that stopping time thing again. Like, yeah, well, I think that, they, like they probably did in the first... realized just how brief. monumental. There was a little, yeah, there was, a, I've, I don't even remember when exactly it was. It did happen once briefly in this. It was in the middle of the snow scene, but, warning, yeah, but yeah. they didn't do the thing that they did wrong in the first film, which was having time stop completely. Mm. And then, yeah, you know, yeah. like, he does a bunch of stuff, and then essentially he clicks his yeah, fingers and yeah. time resumes. Yeah. That is not what Sonic does. So even yeah, that, I, I think they must have realized just how. Ma- well, they not realized because obviously they knew when they were making it, but everybody was like, "Well, you've just done Days of Future Past." Yes, like, and even the X Men couldn't pull that off twice. No, they did it again in Apocalypse, and everybody was like, "Oh, you've just done that again." I know. Yeah, like you know? this is novel <laughs> once. Because they did a little bit where it's like, oh, he's going faster and everything else is slowed down. But they did it the correct way, which they also did correctly in another scene in the first film, where it's like, no, things are still moving. Mm. But he's just... I don't even remember them doing that. They did in the scene in the first one where, like... No, 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 in this one. Oh, in this one, it's like, it's on the, the... the mountain action sequence yeah. where, yeah, like, he Sonic spins is like, around, gets on one of the buzz bombers and turns it around to make it shoot all the other. Uh, oh, yeah, that was a good bit. Yeah. Yeah. And they played theme from a summer place over it for whatever reason. Yeah, that was a little yeah. weird. But, no. but, like, fine, whatever. Like, it's, but, I mean, like, even that is that, it's that little bit of Days of Future Past DNA that they can't get past. You don't need to play a cutesy, out of place piece of mu- pop music, well, mm. pop music, music to. To accompany that. Yeah, no, no one's calling theme from a summer place pop music. At this no, I know, I caught myself there. <laughs> Popular music, sure, but... Uh... But yeah, um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. Like, I feel like we've covered all the sort of the major... Like, I got, I got shit all to say about James Marsden, so... Yeah, yeah, nothing. Yeah. Like, like I said, I think across... The, like, Marsden didn't have much to do this time round, but... I just residually think he's alright. Right, here's... I'll, I'll say this. When I think of the first film... Yeah. What I think of is James Marsden. Yeah. And when I think of this yeah, film, sorry. what I think... Sorry? Marsden Underground. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. James the Marsden. <laughs> when I think of this film, what I think of is... The Supreme High Robotnik. Flying around, doing Jim Carrey stuff, yeah. zapping things, fighting Sonic, big robot. It, Sonic, Tails, Knuckles... Flying, punching. I think of the Sonic stuff. Sonic stuff. stuff. Yeah. Sonic stuff. Yeah. And that, is... and that's the. Pro- I mean, that to me is part of the problem. Yeah. Because Marsden is still the second build. Yeah. Like lead and First has to get fifty percent of the screen time, and they can't work him into that story. Yeah. So they do it instead by sticking these little interstitial cutaway scenes yeah. constantly throughout the film. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying I'm not sitting here saying it ruined the film yeah. for me or anything, but but I think a certain type of person will need to temper their expectations of what they're going to get out of the film. Because I yeah. think it's telling how little of that is in the trailer. And that's what gave me the concern. Right. The trailer is all about Sonic on his adventure. My concern has been that the trailer has been so popular. Like, everyone... Like, with the first film, the it, the only reason anyone was interested was because it was so bad the first time. Yeah. And then when they fixed it, Normies just stopped caring and Sonic fans went, oh good, and it just, you know, yeah. Sonic fans are into it. Yeah. This one, it is a, it's famous that everybody likes the look of this film, and that it's like a pop culture tentpole that people are looking at. So my concern was, doesn't that go to prove then, that what the public wants is the Sonic 
film and not yes. the James Marsden Sonic film. Absolutely. But that film is not a live action film. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's that that is the that is the ultimate conflict at yeah. the heart of this movie is that the best version of it is a full CGI cartoon thing. But it's actually but then that's not that's just not the same film. You see but no. my but my compromise scenario in which it happens. Yeah, but my compromise is that I'm happy to have human Jim Carrey Robotnik and Stone and the military guys and things like this and you know for there to be other human characters in it my my problem is that the first one was a film about James Marsden's the human family. POV character, yeah. Yeah, kind of. And yeah. like anything Sonic did was always in service of James Marsden. And in this one it is to an extent and that is like a residual problem that the film has. Um it's a setup that means especially if we're getting a Knuckles TV series that's explicitly a spin-off from this. It means that in the third one, they can be old enough not to have to really bother with any of those people except to Skype them now and again. I don't yeah, mean that's what people that, do now. You know that's not what's going to happen. No! Because those actors still need the, <laughs> the, the check. Like, they're on the yeah. billing. You know, they're not, and, and, and if James Marsden doesn't want to come back, this is it, it will turn into a uh, Rosie Huntington-Whiteley in Transformers 3 scenario where yes. someone else just gets subbed in yeah. in his place and they have to and they have to introduce a new human character and we all pretend like we care about them yeah. it's like this guy's my dad now <laughs> yeah. yeah no i think james marsden has uh, little enough going on that he probably will come back for sonic <laughs> 3 and i don't that's not really a concern but if tika sumter didn't come back uh you know they, she could just be on on the way on work yeah for mm. that weekend whenever the film takes place <laughs> yeah I, yeah, it's a tough one because, like, like I said, I just I am okay with these characters. I I understand all of this stuff about that they don't necessarily fit what the move. They don't necessarily fit the direction. It clearly feels like the films want to go in. Now. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. Like to 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 appreciate those characters, and again. This film I was broadly satisfied with, but to appreciate those characters, I have to slot into the weird mindset that the likes of you, Jahan, have, yeah. where you can force yourself to care about the business realities of making movies yeah. to then accept the compromises that present themselves in those movies as, yeah. a, as a, an audience member. Yeah, Which yeah. I have a harder time doing, because I'm just like, well, no, we should demand more. I literally <laughs> shouldn't care about this business at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was where I came from in the first one, and I've softened a bit on that with this one, I think. I just... There's so much goodwill, like I said, <laughs> percolating around the whole film that it makes me let this... Let it off. Yeah. I genuinely feel like, yes, part of why all these characters are still are back and percolating around the sort of the sides of the movie mm -hmm. is because of business realities, it's yeah. because of contracts, it's because of the realities yeah. making a live-action film. But I also do get this genuine sense that everyone involved is actually excited mm -hmm. about the idea of like, yeah, but, but, hey, it's this guy again. Oh, it's this guy. What, what, what are that's they up what to That's what I now? felt this time, and that's what I mean again about that thing of feeling like I'm in on the joke now. Yeah. It's funny that these people are still in it. Yeah. It's, there's a nod and a wink to the audience about how, like, yeah, it was weird, and it still is. It still is. What, what, it, what I, an, an analogy that I came up with um, the other day to myself while I was just, I don't know, pacing around and ranting <laughs> was that, like, <laughs> again, go back to the Turtles film. Imagine if the Turtles film 
the first Turtles film had had the exact Turtles that we know, accept, and love from that Turtles film. Same suits, same voices, all the trickery they use throughout the film, all the same, and they create the, they created those Turtles just as well. But the plot was that within half an hour of the film starting, the Turtles go on holiday to France, and the whole film now concerns them getting a croissant and, <laughs> and doing France stuff. Yeah. That is what the first Sonic movie is to me. And that's what Turtles 3 is. And that's what... Exactly. <laughs> and it was bad. Yeah. But there is no Turtles analogy to this. Just by the time of Sonic 2, it's like, yeah, yeah, that is stupid. Well, here it is, but a bit sillier. And apparently that's all you've got to do to get me on board because I was... Because I like this film a lot. Did you see those little Chaos Emeralds? Widdly little Chaos Emeralds! <laughs> they were widdly little! I love them! I, yeah, you know, whenever they came out tiny, I was like, yep. Dave's going to enjoy the fact that <laughs> yes! tiny. I was, I was yes. watching, I Sadly, I don't the- know that your turtles analogy works that well, though, though because in the, tur- in the case of the turtles, they are... in. They are inherently of the human world. Yeah, well, that's why. So but makes... that's why. That's why I have to not reference what the actual film is, which yeah. is that the turtles meet a pet human and hang out with that human. For the yeah, that's it. They, they should. They already have this built-in human POV yeah. character who that's why it's I had important to send... for them to be there. That's why I had to send yeah. them to France for the analogy to, to, ta- <laughs> to take them okay. out of where they should be and put so them into some other. The fact thing. that you went for turtles. Whenever it could be literally anything. Yeah, it's just because <laughs> that's what I've been talking about. Uh, used the, another earlier, version of the same formula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's absolutely de- massacred your metaphor here. I know, yeah. <laughs> the, the Chaos Emeralds were sadly the modern Chaos Emerald colours. That's my only criticism. They don't well, look nice together. Well, they were nice never together. not going to be. No, of course. They just, I don't, those colours don't look nice together to me. <laughs> There's no orange. You need an yeah, orange one to set the whole rainbow that's off. But Two that's blues, it. no orange. Exactly. You guys haven't even said anything about the... That is the Death Egg robot, right? Or oh, is yes, it? it is. Yeah. I mean, yes. uh, I don't know that I have anything to say about it. I wish I wished the trailer hadn't given it away. Yes. Yeah, true. Yeah. There was one, one thing in the film, Supersonic, that the trailer didn't yeah. functionally give away. You yeah. can basically see the whole shape of the film off the trailers. Yes. Um, uh, besides gun popping up in the middle. <laughs> well, not necessarily right. see that happening. Yeah. That doesn't, who gives a f***? Yeah. Um, we do, apparently. <laughs> but... but uh, uh, yeah, no, Supersonic was the one thing the trailers didn't give it and away. And we, it would have, would have been nice if they hadn't shown off the robot in the trailer. Because we I, we knew Supersonic was going to be in it. If it concerns the getting of a powerful emerald from yeah. the Sonic games, of course Supersonic was going to be Well, in. once they definitely confirmed that was the case, I kind of figured it out. But to be, I mean, I, me just like speaking in isolation... Yeah. There's there, well, I think we used the phrase already in this one. There's a certain sense of not leaving anything on the table. If they yeah, didn't yeah. get to make a third one, it would be better that that what they put in this one got got put in a film. You know, if they only made two, they've essentially speaking covered the original classic Mega Drive trilogy in these two films. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so that's better. Yep. Uh, purely on a narrative level, it seems to me that 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 it, uh, a better final turn of the thing is that the victory hinges on Knuckles more than on on Sonic. Uh, okay, right. Look, it's time to talk about the post-credits. Yeah, scene, this leans <laughs> too are. much into what I'm saying. So the post-credits scene is Shadow. Yes, yes. W- not not my first choice, but fair enough. Did you know going in that it was going to be him? No, I didn't. No, I had I not was... heard the. Sp- I'd heard it was out there, but I hadn't. I hadn't heard any spoilers. Um, but I, I like that. Essentially, everybody had long ago, months conclude, months since concluded that whatever the third film was going to be, it was going to be. An evil twin. It was yeah. either going to yeah. be Metal Sonic or Shadow. Everybody knew that was a foregone conclusion. 
for my money, Metal Sonic would have been the way to go, um, because to me, the, the, the narrative thrust of that could then have been that um, Sonic, uh, and perhaps you work the Death Egg in there too and make that the big yeah. threat, threat behind it. Um, and then the thrust of that one could be that Sonic truly has now met his match in a robot that is actually able to match all his feats. Yeah. So he beats the robot by going beyond and doing what the robot cannot do and becoming supersonic for the first time to exceed that. Mm. And then for a follow-up trilogy or, or the neck or a fourth film, you can take the idea that Robotnik tries to move beyond a robot to create something that can do what Sonic does with the Emerald and thereby create Shadow. Um, I like that but... as an idea. I I was convinced it was going to be Shadow though because, um, ba well, basically because if it had been Metal Sonic, then that would have been yet more things for us old bastards. Whereas the kids like Shadow, they so do nothing. they deserve nothing. So, so um, <laughs> if you're going, if you're no, getting I... as far, it's remarkable they got as far as three films without bringing in the stuff the kids are into, frankly. And they're into this Shadow, so of course he's going to be To be honest, uh, halfway through the film, I was like, oh, it's Shadow. And not just because Gunn showed up, <laughs> but because, weirdly, like I, I was wrong in my reasoning. But halfway through the film, when Gunn showed up and kidnapped Sonic, and Sonic wasn't in the film for 15 minutes, and I was watching my f watch at that stage, um, I figured that was going to be the in for Shadow, and that they would right. have gone create Shadow. Oh, they're going to take a quill and then exactly. start exactly doing Exactly yeah. that, yes. Uh, but they didn't do that. Instead, they've gone for a yes. bizarre yes. amount of fidelity. Yes. To this <laughs> Completely <laughs> needless amount of fidelity. Tell, tell him, we left as soon as this... It was, the, it was the moment that the person said, yeah, there's this file from 50 years ago, and me and Abby went, ah! And Johan went, what? He just, he just said <laughs> the number ludicrous. 50, what do you mean? <laughs> you, you, you jumped ahead and was like, oh, yep, that's it, it is. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do and how they're going to make it credible. Because it's a nonsense, isn't it? And it's a nonsense it's a, in the source know, material. Once I was going to stop you there, Dave, because I want, I want Johan's naked reaction to this. Because, Johan, I remember when, when we were, you, you, do, you don't have the deep, <laughs> Sonic lore knowledge. Not and I remember when we talked about the first film and your the sheer the incredulity magic. you had upon learning that the games, the classic Mega Drive games, are notionally in Japan, always supposed to have been an Earth-like planet where Sonic <laughs> lives with people. Yeah. Understand in the games, Jahan, <laughs> Shadow being a hedgehog has absolutely nothing to do with Sonic. <laughs> He is an artificially engineered life form yeah. created 50 years ago, and the fact that he is a hedgehog is 100% unrelated to yeah. the fact that Sonic is a hedgehog. It's just a complete coincidence. It's complete <laughs> is what it is, and it always has been, and I cannot believe yeah. that they have not narratively simplified that. Yeah, it is ludicrous. I... I do know, because I have played Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. Of course, of course. Sorry, so, I forgot, yes. But I didn't necessarily remember all of that before today, really. Yes. And I had always, like, it had just filed away in my brain that, yeah, of course, Shadow is Sonic's evil clone. Yeah. Of course he is. He's not, though, is he? No. He's like... Nonsense. Yeah. He's... And yeah, like, so as soon as they said the 50 years thing, they started laughing. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I don't know what that is. And the then they complete go... disbelief that yeah. that's what they're doing. Like. And then they go to the tank 
and they show the feet first, and I'm like, oh, it's Metal Sonic. <laughs> and, no, that was Shadow's feet. That was Shadow's feet. Clearly, Shadow's you recognize feet. Yeah. that immediately. And then he panned off. I was like, oh, Shadow, right. Okay, they're doing this. But then it's like, wait, what do you mean 50 years ago? Like, Sonic yeah. wasn't even here 50 years ago. No. But then I had forgotten this thing <laughs> that, like, no, he's apparently nothing to Here do with how Sonic. I've always, like, the word is not justified it because I've always thought it was but the closest I can come to understanding that as a story concept is that someone once, once upon a time worked and honed what the perfect life form is. Because you see an earlier version of it and it's a massive lizard. Yeah, no, I thought he was, I thought in Sonic Adventure 2 that massive lizard was the actual ultimate life form. No, that's an earlier draft. That's the prototype. Shadow the is the final one. Form. So, oh. so, so they I thought at some point in Sonic Adventure all. 2 you're, you're led to believe that no. the lizard is the Well, final. it's just badly translated so you can never tell what's going on. But, so someone honed that, got the, found the perfect life form. And it was this thing. And then, years later, like, I don't know how to put it into words, but, like, the fact that our hero is that. Yeah. It's not meant to be like, oh, what a coincidence. It's meant to be, ah, I always thought that Sonic was the coolest guy in the world. And yeah. here's proof. If you were to genetically engineer the perfect life form, you'd basically get Sonic. Yeah. Now, that's not good enough. And we <laughs> no, can't, that can't be what it is in the film. Especially the not is, in like, this you know, they, there's There was implicitly a, a sort of retconned in explanation I'm led to understand in, I believe, Sonic Battle on the GBA. Okay. Where it is uh, said that Gerald Robotnik, the oh, yeah. Robotnik's <laughs> grandfather, the scientist who created Shadow, had done research on the floating island. Oh. Uh, and the, the, uh, the implication then is that he engineered Shadow to be in the form of the hedgehog-like figure on the mural, which the, was a prophecy yeah. that foretold Son Supersonic's battle with... Okay, uh, okay, so this is Robotnik. where... So this is where I do have, not exactly a theory, but, like, an idea of what they're doing. Because, did you not find it weird that we had this whole film today, the premise of which is that, like, in film one, we're introduced to Sonic, something's up with him. In yeah. film two, we meet two guys who've heard of this general idea. Tails knows about what Sonic is in some way. Yeah. Knuckles knows about what Sonic is in some sort of way. They're all... For Knuckles has got the red electricity like Sonic's got the blue electricity. And then they didn't tell us what that's for. They didn't no. tell us why yeah. they both have that. That's, that's fair. I mean, uh, I hadn't... Yeah, I hadn't thought Do about you know what I mean? that. Might, that might have been forward planning, but the fact that they didn't actually explain they didn't do it. I was sure Knuckles that... having powers was it. Because yeah. the, the very idea that the Echidnas were hunting Sonic... Yeah. Was actually retconned back out for this movie, where the idea was that they were actually going to get Longclaw's map to the Master Emerald. Like yeah. they, they well, even retconned out actually, yeah, the okay. idea that they were after Sonic. Oh, because, so, so maybe there. the whole power thing is just not a thing anymore, or maybe it could be set up. For well, either way, playing Shadow's deal. Either way, you do have. Do I look like I need your power? So you've got two main characters who have this lightning magic. And it isn't. You can't just say power, can you? You literally just said, do I look like I need your power? And you can't just say, you've got two characters who have powers. You can't say it. Oh, well, okay. Lightning but magic. Okay, powers then. But I'm describing <laughs> so the specific... distasteful. But I'm describing the fact the lightning is important because they have... What their powers are is displayed in the same visual language. And I was sure that at some point in the film, somebody would say, 
yeah, it's because we have to some we have to do with the Master Emerald somehow. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. But now they yeah. they they just both have magic quills, I guess. So that is what you get in the third film. I don't know what. I don't know how to tie those things no. together. Yeah. But there is an open door there for like Project Shadow to have been. We've found out that somewhere in the multiverse they know about these magic quill people. Let's try and engineer one to tap into I that. You have the very. It's got to be something like that because obviously you've got the idea that the owls hid the emerald on Earth. Yeah. P- potentially centuries ago. Mm. So the very idea that that. Gerald Robotnik could have had some contact with them and discovered you just can't take that sentence can you I kept laughing throughout this film whenever somebody said something that was like you know what I mean like in the first one when he says hi I'm Dr. Robotnik and we laugh there was loads of bits in this one that was like that where it was like oh the power of Knuckles the echidna or whatever what, what was it I was it was, it was something at? like when, when it was um Dr. Robotnik said something like, oh, thank you, Knuckles. Or yeah, it was, it was something stuff like, like that. Yeah. My memory of it, which yeah. isn't correct, is that someone said the the, the name James Marsden out loud. And it, <laughs> it's not that. It must have been that he said something and said like, that. yeah, thank you, Sonic the Hedgehog. So it, it just made me laugh in yeah. an, oh, you mean the Chaos Emerald yeah, said Obama yeah, sort it of way. Yeah, it is that, isn't it? It's that energy. <laughs> yeah. And look. Gerald Robotnik is never... <laughs> I'm never, ever going to accept it. That was funny then. It's yeah. funny now. Yeah, yeah, this is true. Gerald <laughs> Robotnik. His name wasn't Robotnik at that point. Like, he, did, he just fully referred to an Eggman by then. Yeah. And then in came Gerald Robotnik. <laughs> <laughs> what was the girl called? The one who was shot in the face? Maria Robotnik. Maria Robotnik. <laughs> Maria Robotnik. <laughs> uh, but they've opened the door to this for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> no. Huh. This that, is that int- is what's so wild about it. There is no reason to do this character no. this way. No. Out, out of, uh, except for some misplaced idea of fidelity to a very here's, overwrought melodramatic game. Here's a great easy way. I'll retract great because I've only just thought of it and haven't thought it through. But here's an easy way to do Shadow. What's his name? Shadow. He's Sonic. Sh- he came out of Sonic somehow when he t- when he did Supersonic. It something happened that left behind a residual Supersonic. It's called Shadow. Bang. Yeah. There's all. I mean, this is true, but but the amount of negative press and anti goodwill that that would engender with the same people that they are currently courting uh. and feeding off of the attentions of, uh. because it's not like in the games. Mm. Uh, I shouldn't say not like in the game with such distaste, obviously, because I am, um, because that's what I reel against. It's our entire brand. It's my brand. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, that that but yeah. When you're adapting something into a live action format in this condensed matter, I mean, I'll wait to see what they do yeah. with it. But... Yeah. Because the thing is, this time I was satisfied with most of what they did. Yeah. And bear in mind also, they've condensed so much stuff. Yeah. And they've changed so much stuff. Yeah. Like, to, to, to make it more compact and easier. Like, one of the things that I remember you saying in your prediction for what this film was going to be two mm-hmm. years ago was that there's no way they can't get, they won't get off world in this film. Because Sonic can't just all be about, oh, yeah. about like, Sonic 
in a town doing things. So they'll that have to- was so funny to me. When they brought up the big name of whatever town it is, Seattle or whatever it is at yeah. the beginning. Yeah. And it was just, we just had a load of Sonic the Hedgehog stuff. And then it goes like, anyway, meanwhile, Seattle or wherever. Because <laughs> it's because it was in the same font as you'd have yeah. the mushroom. The mushroom planet. The mushroom planet. <laughs> and then in the same big impact font, Seattle. <laughs> but. Anyway, sorry, Karen. Chris had said like, look, there's no way it can be earthbound this whole time. Yeah. Like, They'd have to go to different... That's why he came up with this pitch where they're all cannoning yeah. through different realms mm. and zones yeah. and worlds. And what they did here was, no, let's just have all those zones be on Earth. Mm. Like, let's have all these <laughs> hidden temples and avalanches. Oh, I love the temple. Remember the oh, temple? the temple. Yeah, when he comes in sliding down the little... Yeah, yeah. and the... Well, if we're doing that, if we're doing the game stuff, the fanned out crystals everywhere, that's... What is that like? The is that the cut Sonic Two Hidden Palace, or is that something that was actually are in there Sonic? Crystals like that in the Labyrinth Zone, aren't there? Are there? Yeah, yeah. I feel like there are. I mean, that 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 that, that temple was the Labyrinth Zone. Yes. You know? Maybe it should have been the Hidden Palace, but it was the Labyrinth. Oh, who cares? Zone. It's from, fine. I was happy with that. Walls with spikes on it, and the fire only jets thing it was missing spears coming up. Yeah, and the, spiky balls. The only thing it was missing that I kind of wanted them to do was a lava chase. So they found this way to condense things. Like, no, he's not going to all different zones, but they're happening on Earth. Like. As we've said, like, so much of Sonic's origin is changed. So much of, like, Knuckles' origin is essentially condensed. Tails doesn't know Sonic. There's so much stuff here that's different. Like, mm. quite wildly different. And the, I know, felt weird at the point in the film where I was coming to terms with the fact that Sonic meets Knuckles before he meets Tails. Right? <laughs> These are all the details that they have changed in this film that we can all agree is very fan-pleasing. All the fans seem to like it. Mm-hmm. But yet they feel like they can't shift even a single hair <laughs> yes. out of place on the origins of the 50-year origin of Shadow the Hedgehog yeah. and the Gerald Robotnik project or whatever the hell. <laughs> and like, what is, like, everything else is malleable. Sonic Adventure 2, no, you must do that to the letter. If so, Sonic 3 is going to be insanity. And I cannot wait for it. Frankly, yeah. I feel... I feel like it's going to have Amy in it as well. Yeah, it's yeah. got to. Because, uh, because yeah. Jahan said this on the way back, credit where credit's due, but no girls yet, and we need some. And, yeah. Yes. Yeah. and we're getting Rouge. Because we're getting, <laughs> I don't swear we'll get, we're getting Rouge. Shadow. We'll get Amy, but I don't so, know. Yeah, we'll so, yeah, so we're getting Amy. Um, yeah. If we do we'll another film, we'll back. get Rouge. Like, within two films, we're getting Rouge I think the we're back. getting Rouge. I think we're yes. getting... I yes. think we are. I think we're getting her in the next one, because they're not going to... They're not going to leave anything out of the next one. She's coming Rouge to steal the, the Master Emeralds. Rouge the Bat. the Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> By the way, did he ever get his rings back? I've been meaning to ask this all day. No, that was weird. There yeah, was a no. few instances later in that film where they were using rings to move around, and I'm like, but he never picked them up he after they He just dropped them down the, the cliff, mountain. didn't he? So yeah. what, what are they doing there? You know, yeah. When did he drop them? He was. It was when he was hanging off the cliff, I think. Which yeah. cliff? The, the start or in the middle? I can't remember, but one I, of I think in the middle. I think it was the bit where, you know, Tails carried him up and yeah. Knuckles climbed up. I just do you remember he goes like my, uh, rings, my rings and the old yeah. twiddly diddly dee off into the yeah distance. I just can't remember when it was yeah. no it must have been it must have been in, in I think it was in the middle they, they, yeah they used they used the ring to get there and then that's why they had to ring Tom because he lost he his had ring. the last the, the ring that they didn't have but then do they I don't think they then use rings again do they do yeah, they at one point the the biplane comes through a ring to bring it into the green hill 
yeah. To get from Hawaii back to Green Hill. Oh, at, the so. ver- at the very uh, least, that's where the by the oh, way. Abby has just shouted, room. Knuckles has some. I guess that's. Yeah. That probably does, yes. Oh, do you oh mean yeah. He literally does. Okay, he does. There yeah, Knuckles, yeah, Knuckles has does. some. Yes, that, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, there we go. Then, yeah. That's fine. But it means there are some portal rings just hanging around on Earth somewhere. So there's an there's an open. Plot, yeah, and Rouge the Bat could come out of any and of those. Rouge the Bat could come out. Well, she doesn't need to come out of it. It doesn't she, work like that. No, you just have one. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be a ring on the yeah, other end. Doesn't have to be out. two two rings. She should come out of all of them. Some... <laughs> Rouge the Bat everywhere. So wherever <laughs> they go, there's a Rouge the Bat. That's the next film. I'm pitching it. There we go. I just I'm. I have a. I think Rouge the Bat should be there all the time, and whenever like whenever Rouge the Bat is not on screen, all the other characters should be asking, "Where's Rouge the Bat?" Where's Rouge the Bat? I mean, there's no, there is no question that after Amy and Shadow, she is one hundred percent the next thing that's going to happen. What are they going to do with the design? This is how are they going to make it in any way appropriate? This is why I think she's going to be in the next film because. When you're on film three, you don't assume you get in film four. You put it all in. Yeah, yeah. So I think she's going to be yeah. in it. I think her and Amy are going to be and in it. And everyone, big the cat, big, big the, the cat. cat, big the cat. No. What do you mean, no? I think Cream the Rabbit is more likely before oh, Big God, the Cat. Oh, God, really? <laughs> no, there's no place for Cream the Rabbit. because you have There's to no place for Cream the Rabbit, so we don't have to worry about Big Lord. the Cat. <laughs> Chris, all I'm saying is, they established in this film, in this film, it's set up, James Marsden likes fishing. <laughs> You're right. What is that if not foreshadowing? <laughs> I like this film. What this this film? This film. All right, uh, not, not the next one. Got an evil coat, and he was like lightning in control. He was in a big ball, lightning in controlling a robot. That was ace. I really liked that he had to control the robot with his physical. Yeah, movement. that was wicked. That was great. I liked how I mean, it meant that you when- don't get Jim Carrey to sit behind a desk. <laughs> oh, no. Obviously, he's gonna yeah. be the robot. You know. Another bit that was one of your big laughs. Oh. The um. The, mu- oh! the mustache mechanism. Yes, <laughs> yep, oh, that's the, good. Which was great and led into the manual joke as well. Yeah, yeah. All of it. I, f- I thought whenever they tried to do a joke, I basically always found it funny in this. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, like it's it's <laughs> it's nice that it worked out this way, quite honestly, because mm-hmm. like it didn't. I guess it didn't need to, and it didn't sort of like it wasn't guaranteed that it would work out in this way. I sort of felt confident throughout the whole production process of this film that they'd make this. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know why. I guess it's just because I felt like it felt like they were being carried on a momentum of good decisions from about halfway through the production of the first one. Yeah, And I hadn't seen anything come up in between those, between then and now, that made me think, Oh, actually, what if they'll have just f***ed it again? Mm. Like, so that this has turned out like this is good, but also like, yeah, cool. Like, it's to be expected. They seem to be making essentially the right choices, or if, you know, at very least choices that you can understand within the kind of the compromises they need to work with. Even if you know, there's there's a couple of bits of weird execution at times, which then presents this challenge now of like that shadow tease doesn't necessarily seem like the right choice yeah no yeah yeah exactly except i understand it but except if you look at these films 
as a ramping up of nutsness. Yeah. As you mentioned before, like the first film was a, a fairly basic Alvin and the Chipmunks, but with embellishments. This one was bananas. So the next one can be ludicrous. And yeah, why not? But. Well, there's a ceiling yeah. again. You know, you can only get so far. I don't know, know if there even is. The general, uh, before even the general audience. I mean, I think. Transformers is the proof again. Uh-huh. Yeah. You can, you can't. The ge- general audience, I'm not talking about Sonic fans. Yeah, general audiences will take it up to a point. Yeah, but yeah, but you, what, that's a, that's a true. And I think they're more up for the Mad Marvel stuff now. I mean, look at how big Infinity was been. But that yes. that built up to that over like twenty yeah. films. <laughs> well, yeah, but we're now in the world that had already built up to that. Yeah. yeah. I think Yeah, agreed. But th- there's the unreality of the cartoon character exactly. comes into it as well. Yeah, but it doesn't. Ha- I don't like. I don't think it has to be as over, like as through the ceiling nuts as as you think. I mean, I just mean that like let's imagine we keep Jim Carrey, right? The, he's threatened to retire, but imagine we keep him. This Robotnik film three. Ro- if you think of the difference between film one Robotnik's nutso level and film two. Film three, he absolutely builds either a death egg or does that thing from Sonic Adventure 2 where he converts the moon into a death egg or whatever it was. Yeah, right? there's definitely got to be some kind of orbit. I mean, if let's be honest, if they're doing it right, uh-huh. uh, they're doing the death egg. Yeah, yeah, and because that's it... the one big thing, like the arc. <laughs> nonsense, forget it. Right, uh, but the arc is just the death egg, isn't it? You, you know, you can yes, do the but, stuff but... on the arc and call it a death egg or anything. Well, you're not gonna. I mean, that. But then that that would the arc has the bio lizard up there and everything, and it's Gerald Robotnik's not last it, not in my head. Left Although, to have Shadow okay. destroy the Earth. With, so how you know? about this? <laughs> I think that we have reached a level of nuts that if you go one step above that level of nuts, you can cast Jim Carrey as Gerald Robotnik fifty years ago, <laughs> and he can build a death what egg. What do you mean? If there's no question that that's what they're gonna do, and you can, well, because he might retire, is what I'm saying. Well, and he yes, can okay, build I mean, a death he's egg. In it. He can build a death egg. He can create shadow on that death egg, and then he can meet Jim Carrey Robotnik and be like grandson, and they can realize that they both hate that hedgehog <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You know what? I could get on with that. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. We do need an I hate that hedgehog. I think. Yeah, you know what? We really do. Yeah. Jim Carrey can also play Maria Robot. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just really strong genes in that family. I am very confident that we're not getting Maria Robotnik. Or, if we get Maria Robotnik, she is not going to be shot in the head <laughs> by the Olive Garden guy. <laughs> what, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, Maria Robotnik can be Shadow's James Marsden. Yes. <laughs> if you thought if that sentence makes any sense. Yes, it does. Well, with, within the tortured logic of Sonic Adventure 2, it yeah. makes incredible amount of sense. God, the next but one. But then, that, then that's the question: is like, how do they do it? Do they happy end it, or do they do the ending of Sonic Adventure 2? What kill Shadow? Kill Shadow. Hope so. I mean, yes. I mean, that's that, because that's a better end well, than literally just adding another. Yeah, friend exactly. To the, they've to the got to they've got to close the story somehow. What someone pointed out is that the difficulty with doing Shadow in the next film is that in this film, Sonic met his equal who was exactly. against him, and so on. My and then they got chums. 
and then they got charms. My reply <laughs> to that is that that's the problem with Shadow. Because even in Sonic Adventure 2, they'd already covered this with Knuckles in, in the games. So the story has to be about the difference between Shadow and Knuckles and the fact that Shadow does not befriend them, will not work with them, perhaps, something and like dies. that. He has yeah, a gun. Yeah, it's got, that's, that's how you got to distinguish <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, but it goes back to what I said about Knuckles before. Uh-huh. They, Shadow was popular, they brought him back, and they haven't had a clue what to do with him for 20 years. What have they done with him? Like, nothing. <laughs> has there ever been any good Shadow media? No. No. <laughs> well, so people would argue Sonic Adventure 2. I disagree. Then, uh, <laughs> yes. Then he got his own game, and the function of his... His game was not pointless, but the function of yes. his game's story was to fully explain his origin. Did um, they not already do that in Sonic Adventure 2? I mean, yes, but also it turned out that his... Oh, my God. Okay. okay you so know this. Get, don't pretend you don't I know. Get to, now I get to tell you the thing that will make your face fall off with incredulity. So, Sonic Heroes is the game that brings Shadow back. Okay. But the question that hangs over the game is whether it is Shadow or whether it's a robot duplicate that Robotnik has created. Okay. Because they find, like, loads of robot Shadow duplicates. And the question is, is this Shadow? Because he's no, he's lost all his memories. He doesn't know if he's the real one or if he's uh, a copy. Yeah. So that plot thread then continues into... Uh, 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 Shadow the Hedgehog where this alien race called the Black Arms attacks the Earth and Shadow's the, the, the central thrust of the game is where Shadow decide to be a goodie and stop them or a baddie and help them Yeah, and you know there are ten different endings to ten. Shadow the Hedgehog okay. yeah it's ten plus the final ending yes okay Depending on the path you follow on the grid, you know if you make a if you make a good, you go up, and if you make a bad, you go down. Oh if wow! They suddenly so did move a mass across. effect. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a, it's a game tree, and if you get all ten endings, you unlock the true ending, where it turns out Gerald Robotnik worked with the aliens and got some DNA off the aliens and used it to make Shadow. What Shadow is made of alien DNA. And that's completely unrelated to him being the perfect life form. A hedgehog. Or a hedgehog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot I mean, going on with Shadow, isn't there? Figured that, um, you know, he's trying to cure the disease Maria has when he invents Shadow. So, yeah. I don't know why alien DNA is what you need for that. But, you know. <laughs> I was going to say, I guess it couldn't hurt. But yes, it could. <laughs> could, could very severely. No, I do feel fairly confident that they won't put any of that in the third film. <laughs> Look, I think this 50 years thing that they've brought up has us all spooked a little bit. A little bit. It's got us all <laughs> feeling like, is the next film going to be Sonic Adventure 2? Uh, the, I did... Now, somebody did put the argument forth to me, and I think it's a fair argument, as far as Shadow the character goes, is that the 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 the, the core of his arc is that he's like the folly of man. Like that's his origin story. No, no, no okay. not, 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 not in a silly way. Like, genuinely, like, yeah. it's about man's hubris sure. coming back to bite them. Um, and if you... there's It's a fair question. Is if you take that out of the equation... Uh, is there any great distinction between doing Shadow and Metal Sonic? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So 
that, and that, that's a fair point to raise. Hmm. But I think we're going to have to see what way they choose to go with it. I mean, they've already done the folly of man and man's hubris in this series, and it was the original movie Sonic design. <laughs> 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 so they... God, imagine if that was Shadow! <laughs> oh, 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 that's the true evil Sonic. <laughs> the ultimate life form! <laughs> <laughs> That was the post credit scene. Like, it's that in the tank. It's like, it's that, but black with red yeah. spikes. And it wakes up and it's like, uh, meow. <laughs> yeah, that was another one. Did that was another weird, weird callback, was wasn't it? such a meme or such a yeah. catchphrase that these things felt like they were worthy of revisitation. Yeah. Made, made me laugh, though. It did. It did. <laughs> yeah. it did. I, must, I think I was in a good mood. Yeah. You must have been because you loathed all this stuff before. Yeah. But that's Two what I mean, ago. that's what I mean. The, I never thought at any point that this film was, I suppose, really happening. Like, <laughs> the first one, the first one felt like them going like, hey kids, we made a good movie, right? And then this one was just like, way, we're crap at this, woo! And, and that was good. <laughs> that's, uh, that's Venom and Venom 2 you yeah. just described right. there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like you've been the grump this time. But I'm like that, because I really enjoyed Spider-Man 3, and that was a bit like that as well. I guess I just like... I guess that's just a... That's a... I can fit into that. I mean, I'm a Spider-Man 3 defender. Mm. And I'm not trying to be a grump. I'm trying to... In the the broad strokes, you know, I... I, uh, The film delivered what it promised and what I came to the cinema for, but there were were just some bumps along Mm -hmm. the way. Mm -hmm. And and a, a strangely meme oriented attitude yeah that was the first one as well yeah that was in the first one this the sonic drawing and the no no but uh, yeah but that's referencing other things Mm. this was referencing itself its own memes yes Mm. yeah yeah the and and you said and and i question if they were ever memes oh yeah true there there is like i said though it is part of the attitude that make fetch happen It's part of the attitude that pervades the whole film. Yeah. It is this film is celebrating itself because I genuinely feel like yeah. they seem to be that happy about what they've done. And like you said, in that way sort of vibe. <laughs> and honest to God, I got swept up in that. Yeah. Put that quote on the back of the f- DVD case. Way <laughs> boomer, sounding the comic. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds to me like this is gonna set up a third film. That the, you won't like. That I won't like. Hey, it'll be, yeah, it'll be my turn next round time. Round. <laughs> now, to be fair, I think there's a pretty good chance it's set up a third film. None of us will like. <laughs> we'll just have to see how it goes. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, is that it? Will I like it the more, the, the stupider it gets? Possibly. Yes, I think so, yeah. yeah. I don't th- but it does need Jim Carrey. Yes. If yes. The, I, I can't see a version of this without him working, because... He was the cohesive glue in this version that made me feel that, that made me feel like, yeah, this is the level that this film is on. It's ridiculous. Because in the first one, he was being held back because he wasn't Robotnik. He was Jim Carrey with his hair, with hair and a little (laughs) moustache. In this, he was Robotnik and he was, and he was doing his Grinch act. Yeah. And like, and I I thought that was all right, the Grinch. I I thought it was okay when I saw it. I only saw it once and in the year it came out. So whatever. But, but. So, yeah, anyway, you have to have him doing that level of pantomime villain for this to work. Take him out and it's all gone. Yeah. 
Agreed. Um, that's a very real risk you run when you're dealing with story elements pulled from Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah, but they're not going to not use him, are they? If, they? if they've got... If they can use him, if he doesn't retire and he'll turn up for another film, yeah. he'll still be the main villain. Um, I think uh, that, Yes, yes. I don't think there's but, anything wrong with going the Sonic Adventure 1 route and having him, you know, and find something he can unleash and, oh no, it goes wrong on him. The problem is that Sega kept doing that to the point that he got completely submerged and lost. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I just mean that... Uh, at the heart of Sonic Adventure 2 is a story that desperately wants you to take it seriously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, that, can't do that. Yeah, you can't no. do that. That's what I mean. No. But if you do that same story and keep winking and going like, this is ridiculous, I think... <laughs> See this dead child? <laughs> See this dead child? It's some <laughs> stupid little <laughs> corpse lying there. It's very stupid, isn't it? Shadow's sad about it. Can you believe it? <laughs> yeah, he's... Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen instead of the murder of Maria Robotnik, but it's not going to be the murder of Maria Robotnik. Um, unless it is. Unless it is. <laughs> unless they... Unless... <laughs> That's the final twist, is that actually it all leads up to a deadly serious drama. In which two Jim Carries, one in older makeup than the other. Yeah. Listen, I want that one way or the other. <laughs> Whatever they do, yeah. they can't not have Jim Carrey play... I mean, he's supposed to be dead by the present day, so it might only be in video, recordings, video diary yeah. recordings, but they have to do it. Yeah. This is because because didn't they say actually in the post credit scene that they they found the file buried in their system when they were trying to wipe when they I don't know, yeah. they say they were trying to wipe they were trying the details to on Robotnik, Robotnik from the system, from the like, system it was yeah. it was yeah going into the system and looking for Robotnik, Robotnik. is what turned this up so no Gerald Robotnik <laughs> is gonna be in the third one yeah. of these films good lord and they, they gotta have Carrie and all my makeup do it they just Got gotta it. yeah. <laughs> How many more of these films do you think they would have to make before we got to Porker Lewis? <laughs> Sad to say, I know it'll never happen. Yeah, we're never seeing Porker. And good. And what? good. Do you not remember that I hate him? No, I don't. I thought you hated Johnny. No, I hate them both. They're wretched-looking <laughs> wretched little gremlins. What's your problem? Nothing wretched about them. The only reason you guys accept what uh, Johnny yeah. and Porker look like uh, is because you grew up with them. Yeah. They look vile. <laughs> I don't comprehend what's vile about them. They're just cartoon human bodies with animal heads. With They're just like, furries. With creepy human hands. I bet... <laughs> I, they just have hands. They've got hands like Sonic has hands. So, so, no, Sonic has yes. big, big cartoon Mickey Mouse hands. He's a big white glove hands. They're yeah, hands are the same size no. as Sonic's hands. Porker Lewis is a is a pig head on a human man. He may as well be from <laughs> Tank Girl or something like that. I mean, I don't like. No, you, that's an accurate description of him, but that's that just means he's a furry. He you does know. not look. You guys accept that it looks awful when it's Cam and Bert. Well, because that wasn't drawn very well. Yeah. Porker isn't they, they drawn very well. Looking. Bert was fine. Cam was the problem. Yeah. Porker is a problem. I didn't like Bert either. Por I don't know why you can't see this. <laughs> but I mean, now, personally speaking, I, I, I would prefer, have preferred it, 
the set then and a set now. Yeah. If the comic had kept their little yeah. squishy proportions, yeah. that would have been that fine. Been better. That's cuter. It's yeah. cuter. I won't yeah. Yeah. Well, when we look, we're going to keep see- now. I'm going to do this as a point. We're going to yeah. keep seeing these films yeah. to propel them to enough box office success yeah. that they can't stop making them. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I have to wonder if there'll be anything past the third one. Honestly, no. We're going to make it happen so that they run <laughs> out of characters and they have to do Porker Lewis. And then and only they will invent a new character before they do Porker Lewis. I swear to God. F- film like if Rouge isn't in film three, film four will be Silver and Blaze. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> The alternate timeline stuff yeah, yeah. and film five will be the f- Babylon rogues. <laughs> God, they're going to have to... God, oh, man, if they keep making this, there's so many depths they can plumb <laughs> with these Sink characters. To. Sink to is the phrase they were looking yeah, for. No there. plumbing in this series. No, no. Not on this podcast. No, no, no. Sorry, that's the other, that's the other lot, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm, I'm honest, just saying... Actually, all... Like an alternate future time travel movie with Silver and Blaze could whip ass actually um if they could just could have just convinced myself that's a good <laughs> idea actually <laughs> look you need to get it to a point where they feel they've got no option but to do a spider-verse yeah. of sonic then you might get porker aren't they just about to bring one out though that the like there's a netflix series coming out that's a sonic spider-verse i think yeah, but uh. that's going to be what if Sonic was a pirate? Yeah. What yeah, if yeah. Amy was a cavewoman? Yeah. <laughs> that's the extent of the multiverse you're gonna get yep. out of that show. I have no hopes for that. I think we will have what an if episode. Robotnik was a baby. <laughs> I think we will have an episode with the horrible manhog. Because that's too that's too easy of a that's joke. That's possible, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But we're not getting STZ. I could even see an episode with the movie Sonic. Oh yeah. Because yeah. then they could get yeah. they could get Schwartz to do it. Um, yeah, 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 definitely. But they will not do anything. Maybe boom, maybe boom. Yeah, but probably not because that would just be Roger Craig Smith doing it twice. The fun of of the movie Sonic would be getting Ben Schwartz to do it. Mm. They won't be doing anything with any of the other cartoons or comics. No, no STC love. No. I I, I will listen. I'm fine with that. Yeah. If it also means I don't ever have to look at Archie characters or underground characters <laughs> or adventures of Sonic characters, then it's all good. It all balances out. Oh God! What Shun if, it all. What? What if what? What if they do start bringing up? What if Antoine turns up at any point in? The- they won't. He won't. He won't. Sega won't. Sega won't let it happen. They won't. They won't. That's no. that's. That can't happen. Though. I can see. Okay. Well, no, I it's not like Sally. legally off the table because of Camp Panders. Right. They, I can see really Sally don't. happening. Once. Nah, I can, the way they won't let him be in the comics. Okay. Even, I okay. Can't, that's I good. Can't see mm. it. I can't see it, it happening. Good. I mean, no, I don't mean that like maliciously. That's the right answer. Good. But good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I feel like we've mapped out the next ten to thirty years of Sonic movies. There. Uh-huh. So some of those will definitely be going direct to Paramount Plus. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's it. There's a streaming channel for all of these now. <laughs> yeah. Like I we've thrown all these out in the kind of like, you know, the 22 Jump Street end credits yeah. sort of way. Yeah, a little but, bit, right. <laughs> but streaming exists now. They can make yeah. all of these. Yeah. They can make all of these. Well, hopefully Paramount Plus will collapse up its own arsehole before we fall into the Hopefully, yeah. Uh, Fingers crossed. <laughs> but we have hit the three-hour mark, so I feel like it's time to wrap up. We will Probably reconvene should. for all of those. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. 
Of we'll course. We'll have to do an episode about the new cartoon as well. Yeah, probably. and the Knuckles series. Oh, wow. There's, I yeah, don't know what to make of that. I do not know. I'm well up for it now after watching that. It. I mean, yeah, but what's it going to be like? I, don't know. I, I mean, what I realise is, and this is the concern because this <clears> is probably what it's going to be. Yeah. I, I don't want Knuckles shitting about in Green Hill, <laughs> you know, dealing with, like, learning how to open a bank account or something. Yeah. You know, Knuckles the isolationist that. living on an island somewhere, dealing with dealing with threats to his emerald. Yeah, you want him to be on an island in the heavens. Yeah. <laughs> the Knuckles' bl- whole deal. The blood so of his ancestors know, flows inside him. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't know, and I don't know why. And I, I, I also really want them to do something just bad enough that they get campenders on their case to get to feed on the drama. We should probably yeah. stop uh, yes, so that we let's. can save our voices for in... I was going to say in two years' time, but this Knuckles <laughs> series is going to come up yeah. quicker than that. Yeah. So we'll see. Next year. Why did they... Why just Knuckles? That's the weird thing about it. Why have they gone, yeah, this, this, this small part of this film, which is the sequel to... A, it's, it's, so it's an even smaller part of the series as a whole. That's what we're making a series about. Not Tales. Knuckles had a comic. Because you know why? That's right. Because Knuckles had a comic. Knuckles has proven he can support stories in a series of his own. Historically. Nothing to do with the content of them. He's just proven. He had a game, even. You know? Knuckles has proven he can support in the short term. He's he's also played by a very famous actor now. Oh, he's played by a very famous actor, yeah. Yeah, because the game game was a flop. The comic is a laughingstock. It can't be those, surely. He's rougher I mean, than the rest of them and the best of them. The, there's the possibility that people working on this series have read those comics. And, yes, and think that they were good. No, I don't think No, not even that. Not. Just the, 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 the possibility that subconsciously yeah. any of that old shit could seep in. Any influence whatsoever. But I wanted to, on the, on the other hand, I wanted to because it might get him onto them. Yeah. And that would just be yeah. delicious. And that would be more entertaining than the show. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What I want it to be, really, what I kind of want it to be is the a, a modern update of the TV Incredible Hulk, where Knuckles <laughs> goes to a new place each episode, some people need stuff punching, he does that, it's funny because it's this version of Knuckles, and then he moves on. Oh, I thought you meant but like, he's, he's, but then he punches someone too hard, and like... <laughs> and transform. Yeah, or whatever, or he kills someone and he has to move on. <laughs> Is that what happens in the Incredible Hulk yes, series? Yes, because if you remove the uh, transformation element inherent to the Incredible Hulk, is it not simply the littlest hobo? Well, yeah. yes. And the littlest knuckles. I, 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 yeah, I've used littlest hobo as my example before. That is, that's what I want it to be. Yeah. I want not, uh, yeah, I want this this doofy guy to move from place to place doing big punching. <laughs> Just carrying the Master Emerald under his arm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the carrying pun- it in a backpack like Lone Wolf and Cub, just with the, the <laughs> Sorry. emerald. Oh, that's his Grogu, is it? I know we've finished. <laughs> I know we've finished now, but he punched the Master Emerald out of Doctor Robotnik. That was like sick, how he actually, punches yeah. the Chaos Emeralds out of Super Sonic in the in Sonic Three. I liked it. Hooray! <laughs> Shall we stop? Yes. <laughs> okay, we've let's stop. Bye-bye. Do we, right. do Bye, not, folks. Do you not do a we, sign-off? Yes, we are... Sorry, Six out of ten, total <laughs> <laughs> This has been an episode of Sonic the Comic the Podcast. You can listen to it at uh, podcast places. It's called Sonic the Comic the Podcast. You can also find it at stctp.wigglehe.com. 
We are the Humes of Think We're in Charge. I'm Dave Bulmer. You can follow us on Twitter. You, you, can, fo- you can follow the show on Twitter at Sonic Podcast. You can follow me at Demon Tomato Dave. You can follow me at Chris McFeely. And you can follow me at at Mouse Talica, and you can also find Dave and I's animation-based podcast, Serious Disney, at seriousdisney.wigglehe.com. Serious or just type Serious Disney into things. Exactly. You'll find it there. Um, you'll probably find it in all those weird other places that upload other people's things. So go <laughs> on your podcatcher and type it in there. Yes. Leave us a review. We never say leave us a review. Give us we a good review. We never do, but there's not much point leaving it on this, is there? Because this is weird and everybody's stopped listening by now. <laughs> yeah, okay. So therefore, <laughs> the only leave people us a listening review, now... You know, if you, if, you, if you do, do that. Because it's nice. It's our most loyal fans are yeah. listening right now. You people try and remember really to do that and, and read out some of the nice reviews on the regular yeah. show. Oh, Keep yeah. saying we're going to do that. We never remember to. Yeah. Give us those five stars. Um... Patreon.com forward slash STCTP. The opening theme was synchronized by Sonic the Comic the Band, who you can see at sonicthecomic.bandcamp.com. But we have been Sonic the Comic the Podcast, and this guy, we will see you in two years' time. (laughs) Bye! Bye! Nailed it! Uh. (laughs) Ugh!